Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of the Cue It Up podcast. This is going to be another one of our spoiler alerts. This one is going to be on the film that I was very excited about for, oh, three years, I think. Uh, episode 7, boys. Star Wars. What you do hit, you think about that? You hit it very well. Yeah, you think? Mikey? What was it new? You excited to be doing a Star Wars podcast? Uh, well... That would be not what I would think would be a good response. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's do, in case this is somebody's first episode, let's do introduce ourselves. I am the host of this podcast, Jared. To my left is... Mikey. Nick. Eric. And we are the q and Podcast. And boys, we have some guests with us today. We have two females. Girls. Oh, my goodness. Three. I was going to say, don't you have three? Well, we do have three. I forgot about, yeah. My daughter. Math was As never you have often point. since Star Wars came out. Aw, that's not true. All right, uh, let's do our introductions. First, we're going to introduce Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. All right, uh, like we've normally done uh, with other people that have been guests on the podcast, I'm just going to go around. I'm going to do some quick questions. Give me the answers that come to your head. We might have a brief discussion about it, but we're just going to go pretty quick through these, okay? Okay. All right, first question. What is your favorite movie? Gone with the Wind. Mm, second time that's been yeah, said on the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Who was the other one, Dave? Uh, Jen, yeah. <laughs> our friend Jen. <laughs> yes. That was pretty good. Uh, what was your favorite movie as a child? E.T. E.T., very good oh. film. Much better than Gone with the Wind. Uh, what is your least favorite movie? I would have to say E.T. Did it scare you too? Explain this. Oh. I had that movie as a child, and I watched it. Day in, day out, multiple times a day, to the point where now I can't even fathom the idea of sitting through it. That's not a bad movie, though. It's not a bad movie. I just watched it so much that I can't stand it anymore. She watched it so much, she realized it's not a very good movie. It's a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's it's a a great movie. movie. It's not a scary movie. I think that's why Jared turned on Battlefield Earth. He just watched it so many times (laughs) that he couldn't stand it anymore. That's a good point. All right, so who's your favorite director? My favorite director would probably have to be J.J. Abrams. Second time. You and Jen have uh, very similar answers. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Of course. Uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Oh, my gosh. If you say Vampire Diaries, we're going to kick you out. (laughs) Or Real Housewives. I I won't say Vampire Diaries. I will say right now I am stuck on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's your favorite TV show of all time? Not of all time. There's too many. There's way too many for me. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, Have you ever watched a movie on Netflix that you never heard of before and enjoyed it immensely? Yes. Which is it? The Ghost and the Darkness. Oh, the the Tiger movie? Yes. With Emilio Estevez, I think it is? No. Val Kilmer Kilmer. and... uh, I can't remember his name. It's uh, Douglas. uh, Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. I actually rewatched that a few months ago. As a possible pick for the podcast, huh? And I just want to say it's it's a good thing we're already friends, Tiffany. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember Eric telling me about how much he didn't like that movie. Oh. All right, that's Tiffany. So also we have my beautiful, lovely, wonderful wife with us today. Hello. Isn't this amazing, guys? <laughs> I th- this is something I, I don't know what's going on. I think becoming a mother has given Christy yeah. all sorts of new confidence yeah. or something. All right, Christy, we're going to do the same questions that we did with uh, Tiffany, okay? Okay. First question is, what is your favorite movie? Um, I do like... I don't know. I had trouble with this one. Um, 
But I kind of consider it something I could watch over and over again. And I like Shawshank Redemption a lot. Oh, Shawshank yeah. Redemption's a great yeah. film. I was really hoping she'd say The Notebook, but that's like, oh. Well, the one that she wanted to, but she thought that I would just rip into her, is uh, Dirty Dancing. Nobody backs baby into Okay, here we go, here we go. Oh, so Christy, what was your favorite movie as a child? Uh, Dirty Dancing in Greece. Oh, see. Okay. Oh, tell me more, tell me more. This is something I don't know if you've ever told me. What is your least favorite movie? Well, I haven't seen the whole movie, but if I did, it'd probably be that Pan's Labyrinth one. Uh, <laughs> it's because it's frightening to her. It, you know what? It's a disturbing movie. Yes. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. All right. Uh, who's your favorite director? Um, Christy doesn't really go by director. No, <laughs> but I think since being married to you and you've shown me. Movies. I really like the Coen Brothers. And yeah. Oh, the, nice. nice choice. And the the Buda, Budapest. Wes Anderson. Anderson? Really? Oh, if you had to pick between Wes Anderson <laughs> right and Coen Brothers, who would it be? I, got, I guess Ooh. I like the Anderson. Nobody. Wes Anderson. Nobody uh, should have to make that choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did she mean Paul? Was it Paul Anderson. W? Did you like Anderson? Coach no, Chrissy on no, answers? Not Paul W. Anderson. <laughs> Do you coach Christy on answers that would make Nick happy or something? I had no, no idea that she was going to do this. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I can tell you that's true because on the occasions I watch Star Trek, Christy gives me looks like, why are you doing this? <laughs> um, Harry, Potter, uh, nah, nah, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Agreed. Favorite TV show? Does it have to do with weddings? <laughs> Say yes to the dress? <laughs> yeah. Um, there it's was a, good a time one. I liked to say yes to the dress, but now I'm over all that. Yeah, um, right. I ain't buying that. And um, I really like Gilmore Girls. I don't yeah, know. I, that's what your favorite TV show is. I know it is. But I like Friends, too. I don't know. I Gilmore don't know. Girls is the one. Um, okay. And then the last question <laughs> is, did you it's ever watch... Insight into Jared's marriage. It's true. <laughs> Uh, did you ever watch a movie off of Netflix that you never heard of before and immensely enjoyed it immensely? I remember you really liked Timer, but I don't know if there's yeah. another movie. Yeah, I like Timer. All right. I couldn't really think of one. You've you've shown me so many that I think I like that one. Would you say force you to watch many? Would that be another way to phrase that? <laughs> I tr- yes. I do not do that to her. I do not it. shove movies down Christie's throat. Uh, I learned early on that. That was a quick way to have Christy fall asleep, basically. <laughs> what was the movie we did recently that you said Christy was losing her mind while we were... Oh, uh... Oh, oh this sounds familiar. What was it? Labyrinth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah when we were watching Jim Henson's oh, uh, Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Christy that's was... No, no, no. That's, oh, lab, that's a totally oh, wait, different Wait, that's movie. what you're thinking? Is oh, Labyrinth? Wait, yeah, I didn't like the Jim Henson movie. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Let me just tell you that Pan's Labyrinth is a much different movie. Yes, it is. She would not like Pan's Labyrinth either. No, no. I can't. Um, that one made more sense because it's so like violent and yeah. creepy. Okay. Yeah, the Jim Henson movie I didn't like. Okay. Even though I haven't seen all of it. But. All right, so boys, are we ready to talk about Star Wars? No. Well, let's do it anyway. Oh. All right, Mikey. Do we have to... theme music to go into this? 
Uh, spoiler alert one? Yeah. I don't we think have special we do. Spoiler. Just plug some Star Wars music. Uh, let me, I'll I get don't in, know if I can do that. I'll get in contact with John Williams. We don't, uh, we don't pay for, we don't get advertisements or anything. It doesn't matter. It does I don't too. think it does. I don't think it does I, matter. I really don't think we can do it. I can promise you it does not matter. Rebel Force Radio does it all the time. Uh, I don't know it's if they pay for it or not. They don't. Lucasfilm well, doesn't I'll care. I'll see what I can do. Lucasfilm does not care. Oh, we should probably. It's going to be a, like a meaty file. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nick, right, you do fine. whatever you need to. Even if there is no buffer and it's just us talking about it, I think that's great too. All right. <laughs> All right. So, guys, let's talk about Star Wars. Let's give our star ratings. Um, I'll start us off. Guys, it's no surprise, right? I'm going to give The Force Awakens five stars. Oh, so, man, uh, Christy, stars. one to five stars? Five. Okay. Three. 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 Mikey put it in the like category. That's a that's a win. Five for me. Four and a half. Okay. You're an idiot. I will say four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. Okay. Um, um, right. You're an idiot. <laughs> so let's just uh talk about the things that we do not care for first. And let me start us off because I have a couple of complaints with the film. Um, I do think that the scene where... Oh, by the way, before we get going, guys, there is no non-spoiler area. If you've not watched The Force Awakens, this is your only warning to turn it off right now. Okay, going forward, here we go. Uh, Han Solo's death scene. I do not believe the... um, I don't think that scene is as well written as it should be. Han Solo is such an iconic character that his death just kind of seems like a shrug to me. It's a great moment, but it's not its not the moment I would expect for the death of one of the most iconic characters of all time. It definitely but, seemed to fall short. But what more meaningful, if you're going to have a death... Because here's the thing. When I knew that some of these characters were returning, I did not expect, be it one or all, to make it past at least the first film. Yeah, I figure these are guys that are not going to have a ton of screen time. In fact, I was blown away by how much screen how much time Harrison Han Ford actually did. had. It's one of the things that made me happiest about yes. this movie. Yeah. So I was not expecting it. So I kind of went in with the feeling that, well, they're going to have to explain why these characters are not really around much other than just the new generation taking over. Yeah. So I expected to lose somebody in here. Now, if you're going to lose Han... I think it's what better way to do it in at least something that has meaning where it's him trying to re, like redeem his son. Like I think that is more powerful than just oh, you know, getting killed by a random stormtrooper or Agreed. whoever villain, villain that doesn't mean anything. Let me elaborate a little bit on what bugs me about that scene is that this the dialogue where Kylo Ren is trying to talk about how he has something that he know he needs to do. It's very obvious yes. that he's not talking about giving himself over, that he's going to kill him. And my problem is, is that I feel that Han Solo is one character that I do not want to be one step ahead of. I, To me, the more satisfying area that they could have done here is if Han Solo had kind of had... Um, you guys remember um, No Country for Old Men? Yeah. Uh, without giving away specifics, there's a scene where a character essentially says, I'm going to kill you, and he asks for the other character to beg for their life, and, sh- and the other characters basically just says, like, I won't do it. And their interaction is just so, like, honest and, and frightening. And so to me, it bugged me that I was one step ahead of somebody as smart and as awesome of a character as Han Solo. Well, 
The fact that... Like, what did you think Han Solo would do if he knew his son was going to kill him? Do you think he would have run? No, I think me, it would have been like, better if there had been, like, a, an almost, like, an unwavering fight for his son, even though he knew that he, he was going to lose. I mean, didn't he throw See, down I, his that's kind of what I read I into it. I don't think so. I kind of read he into did. it, like, he probably knew he was going to kill him, but he had to give it a shot. It was either that or, to him, he's dead anyway. Like, Han is dead inside if his son continues down this path, so, you know, you might as well give it, like, that shot. It was the only chance that he had. Didn't he throw his weapon down? I could have sworn. I don't remember him throwing that blaster down. Does anybody else remember that? But he's not going to shoot him. Even if he stays bad, he's not going to. The weapon means nothing. Throw his blaster down right before he went over there to. uh, Not that I remember. Yeah, I I thought he did. Look for it for the fourth time you watch it. You're yeah, pretty sure. Hmm. Christy brought something up, and I was going to see if what you guys thought about this. Uh, Christy, do you want to elaborate on the name of Kylo Ren? Um. Well. Can you try to talk into the yeah, mic? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm to take care of her baby. I know. That's right. Okay. <laughs> By the way, my, my newborn daughter, Rebecca, is here with us today. So yeah, if you we'll, hear any so. baby crying. We've set a record yeah. for youngest person ever on our podcast. By I, far. I don't right? think we'll be able to top. I don't think so either. No. Um, well, yeah. Well, when he started walking on the bridge, the Kylo Ren. Yep. Hans called out and said, Ben. Yep. And... Well, first of all, I'm like, okay. When I saw him walk on the bridge, I'm like, okay, well, this is bad or something. Yeah. Right, Something's yeah. going to happen. Like, why is he walking on the bridge? Where is he going? I don't know. But anyways, um, it just it, it made me think that they probably named Kylo Ren after Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought ben. the same thing. Yeah. I, I did not pick up on that. Really? If you think no. about well, it Well, keep in mind, I didn't understand his name was, was until ben. this time. Oh, okay. uh, uh, well, I mean, if you think about it from A New Hope, that's yeah. what they called him. I mean, that's what Han Solo ben, knew him yeah. as, so that makes uh, sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just find that touching. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. so there's that. Uh, what other thoughts do you guys have on the death scene of Han Solo? Um, Are you okay with the fact that I, somebody besides George Lucas kills off Han Solo? And, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't care what anybody does without so George Lucas. You're more than happy to have Lucas not on the <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get into my George Lucas feelings, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Jar Jar didn't kill... Uh, George oh, Lucas ain't done nothing for me, so. He probably would have sat, uh, sat there and just screamed, ah! He probably would have been like, yeah. no! I mean, come on, George Lucas thought that... Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, a yeah, CG animal would go by in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. come on, guys. Yeah, old <laughs> Stop making fun of the maker. Hey, old Uncle George has been voted off the island, so we're happy with it. If George could make a special edition of this, you would just see a parachute pop out of like Han as he's falling down. I didn't really have a problem with it, but I think I did a lot of writing in my mind, maybe, yeah, of like what was behind that scene. So maybe, I, and I really think there's a lot behind it, but I think maybe it just wasn't communicated very well the way they did it. Well, it seems to me that what has happened with the Force Awakens is they have obviously put in a lot of hints to backstory that they're going to fill in yes, much later it. that be it from books or comic books or even you know uh filling in flashback wise from the uh, the future movies but uh when did you guys realize that Han Solo was not going to make it through uh, the second the he stepped on when the bridge on uh, yeah. uh, when when they when he went to the planet period and Leia's like you, you got to bring him back trip. Yeah. and I'm like come on that's... it didn't dawn him the thing is I but especially when he walked out some backstory on the character of Han Solo Harrison Ford has wanted to kill off Han Solo for a very long time really uh he tried to get George Lucas to do it during return of the Jedi and uh he didn't want to do it so the character lived but 
Thank you. I remember when they announced Han Solo was coming back, I thought Uh-oh. it's a not a good chance that he's gonna make it through the Force Wiggins. But when I was watching the movie, I kept holding out hope that he was gonna survive. But it's when he called out his son's name on that bridge. I as soon as he called out his son's name, my head went back and I went, He's dead. Well, I think he had to die, man. Yeah. Yeah. In order for Kylo Ren to really become a full-on character. Yeah, I think Han Solo has to die. Well, and I will say that the the implications that ha- that has for going forward, it really makes for a good dynamic. Dynamic. The other thing is that uh, what's it called? It, the the new movies really do need to center in on the new characters. They just That's can't true. keep going yeah. to back to the old characters. Getting Han Solo out of the way means that from going forward, all you have to do is contend with Luke Skywalker and Leia. And so, and a surprise appearance by Lando at some point. Yeah, he's got to show up, right? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be surprised he hasn't. He's a smooth operator. That yeah, guy. But, yeah. Oh, Ray, what an interesting name. Yep. All right. Uh, any uh, other thoughts on the death scene of Han Solo? I have a couple things. I Go say. for it. Um, first off, I like the fact that even though uh, many times during like the original trilogy, Han would step up and do something that was. Very selfless, but in reality, when you think of the way Han Solo's character starts out on his journey that we see him at the beginning of the original trilogy, he's not really in it for a cause. He's just, he's kind of a loner. He has his one friend, Chewie. Um, Even we see here, you know, even when, it's reason behind it, but he even leaves Leia because of the issues that happen with, you know, he, he says Leia doesn't want him around. But when you see him, you're like, why why are Han and Leia not together? Like, Han is this guy that is, like, fighting being the loner and fighting wanting to not have a cause. Um, and do and he does he usually steps up and does the right thing, but it, it feels like he's going against the grain. Han Solo always takes the long way around <laughs> yeah. doing the right thing. So the fact that <laughs> this is by him going for Ben here, it's it is admitting that like I don't want to be alone. I don't want to go down this path where I leave someone behind. And th- if I if I leave here, I'm basically admitting that I will never get my son back. Either he's going to die here on this planet. Or he's just going to fully become this this evil thing. Yeah. Um, I would rather try and do the right thing here and and help my son than let that happen. So it's like it's a touching moment for Han, like who had already really completed that story arc. Agreed. But it, you know, for a man who's constantly a loner and going away, it's nice to show that he wants to have roots. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that scene that I, I like is. This this movie especially, in fact, it's been it's one of the things that gets it, uh, has been railed on it critically, uh, in the sense of uh, if you look at any message boards or, or some critics' complaints, is that it it t- retells too much of the story of A New Hope. Agreed. Now well, I would say that is a, a mark against the yeah, film. It's a little yeah. bit too close to the mark yeah. sometimes. When, well, and I'll defend that part later, but let Eric finish yeah, his thought. Go ahead. Well, with this one, when you look back to well, you go well, how does this mirror the first movie? Well, you have a scene where uh, we see Obi-Wan and Vader when Obi-Wan is confronting uh, Vader and Obi-Wan is basically trying to appeal to the, the good that is in uh, what's left in Anakin at that point. I, I disagree. Wait, are you talking about episode three? I'm talking about... Uh, the, I'm talking the, about the confrontation well, in four, right? I'm talking about four. But at that t- at that point, I will disagree with Did, you. I don't remember what he says at this point. It's been like he, said, I he feels that, that Vader is uh, beyond uh, hope at that. But point. he's not really trying to strike like Vader down from my memory of, of no. what's going on. Uh, he he's perfectly content to go. As a matter of fact, 
once he knows that they're gone, he gives himself willingly over to the that's, force. That's the thing of, like, it, to me, that thing of, like, I will not... Because in, in my mind, there's no there's no scenario where Han goes out on that bridge and realizes he can't turn Kylo and then, and then like, attacks Kylo. Like, no. Han, like, Han goes out there knowing that he's going to probably die in the scenario. It's the same way I felt with Ben when he went up against Vader. You and, know, and that scene is like, it's, it's his last thing of like, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do it. I yourself, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's a nice little homage to the same kind of theme that was at the, the end of a new hope. So, yeah. um, you know, you can complain about the, uh, that they use too many of those, but when there is a nice little thematic mirror to the original trilogy, yeah, to me that was the moment because you, if you're not going to do it with Han, who are you going to have that big moment that propels the the new main characters forward? That was the moment that really pushed Luke forward. Was when you know his mentor Severing him from the yeah. mentor. Yeah. So it's like you have to kind of have that moment to really make these characters progress. So I don't know. I think you needed to have it. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense with uh, where they're going, but let's let's talk. Uh, wait, before we go on to the subject, I know Nick and I wanted to talk about. Uh, Christy, you had another thought on the the death scene. Yeah. What, well, what's up? Um, well, while Hans, okay, here. While Hans and Ben were talking, that was still light out, and then, um, so I was holding out hope that he wouldn't do it. Yeah. But then, like, once that light burned out or whatever... Which is such a cool storytelling device that they're putting it in as things get worse. It literally, not metaphorically, well, I guess metaphorically too, but uh, literally it'll get darker. Like, that's such a cool concept. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah. It's draining the sun. It's it's draining the the sun. But it's also dark side versus light side of there's still light in him. Yes. And in that moment when he kills Han, all the light drains from... Yeah, Yeah, he lets go of the last little bit of light in his heart. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Mikey, do you have something to comment on that? That's exactly what I was going to say. Your look of uh, your look of pity on me is not going to uh, go over well. You guys watch Star Wars too much. That's all I'm going to say. Well, maybe Mikey didn't fully understand that scene because he showed up late to the movie. Yeah, what's up with that, Mikey? What? Why'd you show up late? I had things to do. <laughs> it's interesting because Lucas did design Star Wars to feel like you're coming in on uh, the middle of a story. So maybe you was that your homage to that type of storytelling? No. Okay, no, fair I enough. There was you, only one possible show. There was no homage to anything in Star Wars. <laughs> Guys, there just, there just weren't enough theater showings for Mikey to find yeah, one that could yeah. fit his time schedule. Yeah, true and, that. Uh, well, I bought the ticket two days before I saw the movie. Something came up. It happens. It happens. All right. Nick, the subject that I thought would be good to talk about is, uh, and we had already kind of hinted to it, is, is there too much Episode 4 and Episode 7? I think no. I think it's a interesting way to go, is yeah. when things start to repeat, uh, storylines start to repeat, characters start coming back around. Well, all, all of this has happened this before. Force. All this will happen again. All right. yeah. no, no BSG in our Star Wars. <laughs> Um, I don't want to elaborate on it, but if anybody is a big enough Star Wars fan, Google Star Wars Ring Theory. Uh, it's longer than you expect it to be, but it is really cool and very fun read if you truly love Star Wars. So Fair enough. Nobody will Google that, but anyway. It's a pretty popular Back article. to you, Jared. Um, so you do not think that there's too much? I didn't think there was too much. I don't think so either, but I will say this. It seems to be the most common complaint that I've seen from the negative reviews 
Which has to be, I mean, to me, it's one of those things. Like, if enough people are saying it, then there has to be some validity to it. But my thought on that is that this episode seven is supposed to do a lot of things. But what it's supposed to do, first and foremost, is bring non-hardcore fans of Star Wars yeah. back into the fold so that when Rogue One or Episode Eight come out, that Star Wars is not just a thing that the hardcore people are going to see anymore. You mean it's not to sell Star Wars branded oranges? Well, there is there the, is that. Uh, uh-huh. Have you seen the Darth Vader pacemaker? Oh no, oh, <laughs> that one's gosh. a joke. That one's oh, a joke. Good. But I thought that was hilarious when I saw it. <laughs> All right, more. he's more machine than man now. <laughs> Evil and twisted. All right, boys, girls. Tiffany, you're not talking much, by the way. I know. I'm observing. Okay. I'm waiting. Just dig in anytime you want. Uh, you can download the podcast later. You don't have to listen to it now. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, so hard to get a word in edgewise? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who out of the main characters did you like? The the new main characters. Who from oh, the new crew did gosh. you like the most? Mine, the I'll most? tell you this. I think Ray is a fantastic character. Yeah, it's hard I think to beat so Ray, too. Man. Yeah. Uh, who else? Does anybody not think Ray? I don't think any of them. I like the old characters. You don't like Finn? I thought you'd be a Finn guy. I'm not a Finn guy. Really? I, but no. if you had to pick one out of Finn, Poe, po, and Rey, yeah. which one is your? Which one did you enjoy more or think was a better? Oh, man, I don't character? know. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I had no idea any of the old characters are coming back. Whenever they came back, I was so blown away. That's really all I paid any attention to. You didn't I know just, the Chewie were home thing? No, I didn't know any of them were coming no, back. You so. really should have watched the trailer. No, because they were. I don't. In want, it. I don't. Like, I don't really usually watch trailers. I still haven't even seen the Hateful Eight trailer. I just watch the teasers. Yeah, you're such a big movie fan. I yeah, guess. I well, I don't want to give it away. Oh yeah, because of things I like this. That. Well, things like this. I didn't know they were going to be there, and like that. That would have been a lot more exciting had yeah. I not known anything oh, about yeah. it. But. Right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's probably the only reason I even rated it with a like. Because if I would have had to deal with all the other characters, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have been able to stand it. Really? I don't like it. It ain't my thing, man. You're crazy. I think Kylo Ren comes in a close second, though. Kylo Ren, yeah. a very interesting yeah. uh, take on the Star Wars villain. And I've, you know, even having read a lot of the books and stuff like that, that is not, I'm not, that's a very different thing. Usually Star Wars villains are very, very powerful, which we, right. we see that he Kylo Ren not. is not. Yeah. Like, he's got some talent, but he is not he's unfocused. more like a wannabe. And, yeah. I yeah. love that reveal of that, yeah. as you realize. Well, that. and Nick said something to me after we left the theater that I thought was a really good insight into his character. Do you oh, remember the what? the first time? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the thing about when he takes his mask. Yeah. yeah like, the first time he takes his mask off, because he's an intimidating character. Until the mask comes off, and as soon as that mask came off, I just went, he's just a scared kid. Yeah. He has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the actor is so good that well, if yeah, I got that the second he took his mask yeah. off without him saying anything, he yeah. just looks like scared and out of his, his like he's in over his head. Yeah. To me, it's not even anger issues. It's showing that he lacks discipline and control. Okay. Like, it shows that just like his training is well, not complete, yeah. like he's just not an adult in like that sense. Like the temper of, tantrums. Yeah, yeah. Right. Say, we see him throw two temper tantrums in the movie, right. and you have to assume it's not that uncommon. Wait a minute, Mikey, well, yeah. mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's not your favorite new character. I loved Kylo Ren, man. Kylo Ren, the, 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 the villain. The villain? Yeah. No. Why not? He's the worst villain ever. He's a big sissy. What's Aww. to be afraid of? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could probably take the guy if he didn't use that uh, 
you know, freeze time thing on me. Yeah. That is the only thing that shows that he has real power. Sure. Is the way right. he Not can. the only thing. And I think, I mean, that's what's going to wind up. I mean, you can tell that's what they're building to. Whenever they said, oh, well, tell, you know, we're going to finish the training with the guy. This guy's going to wind up being some big, crazy villain. He's going to be the next villain. I'm not so whatever. sure. I still think he could end up being good by the end of all this. I don't know. I don't know. It's it. hard to he come back from. Would you have said it about Darth Vader, though? Okay, but the fact that he killed Han Solo makes right. me wonder if he can come back. I well, can. I don't know. I mean, the I mean, dude. How's he going to look his mom in the eye after yeah. that? Well, he was he killed his father to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Which I mean, guys, let's you know, I'm I'm getting inside Star Wars here, but the fact that the villain's story arc in this movie was that he had to kill his father. But he, like that, but, me, that has so much like Star Wars backstory in it, you know? Right. But he, but it seemed like he. And granted, he killed his father, but it seemed like he killed him to. Try to prove to himself that he was evil enough to be like Darth Vader, like be yeah. a real bad guy. But almost, I still like, don't think he's sure though. Yeah, it seemed like he was almost jealous of the general when they were well, sure. Yeah. In oh, front come of on, Snoke. Oh, yeah. he, his father is talked about in hush whispers of like the legend of Han Solo. Right. He grew up under that tutelage. Now that. His uh, Jedi trainer was literally in the world of Star Wars is pretty much a god at this point. Yeah. Uh, Luke By the Skywalker way, is all that in Episode Three, I guess, with the whole one of the students turning on everybody or whatever they well, said happened. No, in Episode Three, Revenge <laughs> oh of the Sith, it was Anakin had to kill the Padawans yeah. at the Jedi Temple to like fully become Darth right. Vader. Um, so they mirror that in the storyline of Kylo Ren, which, to, in my opinion, as Kylo Ren is trying to emulate Darth Vader, part of his emulation is, I will kill these younglings much in the same way that my grandfather did to yeah. like full, complete his transformation. Well, no, no, no. My question is, is Han Solo, uh, whatever the girl's name is, asked Han Solo. Ray. Uh, Ray asked Han Solo about uh, the, what I don't know what she asked him, but it's something to do with... Luke, or you know, that's when he started. Han Solo started talking about Luke and said that uh, he was in charge of uh, training Jedi's. And then, he- okay, the what you're referencing is something that happens post Return of the Jedi that we do not know anything about oh, yeah, right I now. Know. You never oh, see it. Okay, so you assume that Luke starts trying to rebuild the Jedi Order and starts training oh, other Jedi's, and, and then his own nephew yeah. turns bad, right? Um, and Luke felt responsible for failing Kylo and goes into uh, exile. Goes into exile. Well, and Han Solo says that little line about those closest to him think that he went in search of the very first Jedi Temple, which I mean, I have to assume if he's saying those closest to him, like. He means himself, but he's just not saying it. Yeah. Because uh, who's closer to Luke than uh, Leia and himself? Uh, yeah. But then again, what we don't know is... What I'm wondering is the timeline. This movie takes place 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. So when does Kylo Ren slash Ben go bad? When does Luke that, disappear from the galaxy? That being said, when does it happen? You get a flashback that appears to be of when Kylo and the Knights of Ren slaughter yeah, those when, people. Yeah, uh, when Ray he, He's already wearing that mask, and he's already in that, like, you know, black outfit that he has. Let me just say this. The scene that you're referencing is my favorite scene in the movie. It's the most, like, mystical... Like I, there's things I don't understand that scene, and I love the fact that you I don't see understand bodies it. Littered everywhere is yeah. Is this- well, okay, so she touches the lightsaber, and tell me if you guys agree with my series of events here. 
She grabs... The, well, first off, the lightsaber calls to her. You're right. hearing basically a young version of her call yep. out, like, as yep. she's her, hearing she's her past. Yeah. Yep. Um, when she touches the lightsaber, it looks to me like that's the corridor from The Empire Strikes Back that Luke I and, and uh, Darth yeah. Vader fight. Then that dissolves into is the next one the um, the Knights of Ren killing so the, the field where there's all those dead bodies in the well, rain. You see, you see you Luke see with Luke. his hand on R two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you hear Yoda's little. Yeah. Uh, oh. And then you see the Knights of Ren. <laughs> get so like, excited. They come. You see Kylo in front of other people dressed similar to him, and, yeah. and then there's bodies just That's littered like Ren. everywhere. Um, and then you also, what sounds like you hear Obi-Wan, like the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. That's what I thought, too. At the Wait, end of that, you hear You hear him. Alec Guinness in there? Yeah. I thought so, too. I heard the little bit of Yoda when he ta- reaches out to R2. Uh, I did not hear that. At the very end of that, as she's coming out of it, you hear what I'm pretty sure is Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan. Like, it sounds okay, like... Okay, you know what it is? I heard that Ewan McGregor did some voiceover for this movie at some point and I thought it was a stormtrooper or something like that it's I wonder if there. he did some Alec Guinness it, impersonation it I was gonna say it sounded like Al- but it's so quiet it's hard to tell I have to really like get a good is that the part where it says like this is the, are the, these are your first steps or something yeah okay that, yeah. that I was wondering who that was I assume that's Maz Kanata Maz wow. Kanata is the small oh, no. character with the goggles I thought it was Obi Wan. Yeah, it sounded like Obi Wan. Oh, that's even better. That's cool. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting so pumped up listening. To yeah, that was this. To, to bring it back. That was a very cool scene of yes. getting that shots yeah. of the Knights of Ren because it also makes you wonder: Is Kylo the only one? Like, are we going to see more uh, dark? Jedi or Dark Sith or, or just followers because we haven't even been confirmed yet that you know obviously we're led to believe he's Sith no one is officially he's not Sith I'm saying you ha- you've not had any he doesn't have a Darth name you haven't heard anything even it's not you know it's a supreme leader Snoke yeah there's a lot of mystery as to what they use the dark they, side but the they are backs, not yeah, uh, they the are not of the of religion is, of Sith yeah I want to know more, just while I'm thinking about it, because I'll forget to bring it up. I want to know more, too, about the Max von Sydow's character in the beginning. Yeah, they even call, in the opening yeah. crawl, they call him an uh, an old friend. Of friend. Yeah, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. And I, I, that character has never been referenced as far as I know in the Star Wars canon. Um, but he does say that Leia is uh, royalty to him, yeah. which would make me wonder if he comes from Alderaan at okay. some point. Mikey? Uh, probably. Alderaan is where Leia uh, comes from. That. That's the planet. That yeah, that's the planet. I that see, see, I remember that. Gold, see, I know some things. Old Tarkin blew that up in episode four. I didn't know who it was, but I knew somebody blew it up. Yeah. Makes me wonder with... Here's the thing. You can get away with just having that one scene. Max von Sydow is a big actor to pull in and have that short of a scene. It makes me wonder Agreed. if we're going to see a, like some flashback or something. Well... Some scene with him in the... Yeah. Uh, since there's the Star Wars spinoffs coming... You can kind of do that. And you know what? That's, uh, just speaking of like having characters that you, I assume will show up a lot more, you've got this new character, Maz Kanata, who is played by Lupito Nyong'o. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Oh, but since she's a thousand years old, essentially she can show up in anything. So right. if you watch Star Wars Rebels, I guarantee you Maz Kanata is going to show up in Rebels Probably, at some point, yeah. right? Um, and of course, you know we've got the spinoff films coming. There's going to be a young Han Solo movie, which it seems that uh, they've known each they've other. known each other. So like that right. would be great if she's yeah, in yeah. that too. Mikey, are you going to ask a question? What What do you mean a spinoff? Uh, okay, so they're going to do a Star Wars movie every year, right? 
So what's going to happen is episode Mikey, seven. Mikey's face. I'm not going look, to see this every year. The look I of despair not. I just saw I on Mikey's not. face. I will not go see we, this every year. We can we can uh, get to that when we when when we can cross that bridge when we nope. get to it. Essentially, what they're going to do is they're going to do an episode every two years, but then they're going to do standoff standalone films, which means that basically all it me all it's going to do is as long as it's in Star Wars, they can tell a one off. So the next movie that's going to come out is a film called Star Wars Rogue One, which is going to be what we've been told is like a ground warfare movie, and it's going to be the plans to steal the Death Star from the the plans of the Death Star from Episode Four. So how Leia has those plans and that they figure out the the weakness in the first Death Star, it'll be the stealing of those plans. Okay, so in three years, this is going to be more obnoxious than it is now because there's going to be fifteen of them. What's obnoxious or, about it? Well, you guys are already crazy over them. There's only what seven. This from now? the guy who watches Halloween movies and uh, like you know Friday the Thirteenth and like all this other right, stuff. Right, but that those are all obnoxious 42. because they do exactly what they're talking about doing with those. <laughs> Am I wrong here? Yes. No. Yeah, Star Wars is king, man. Oh well, not 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 in a few years. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's on see. top of the mountain right now. Yeah. It's uh, making a lot, a lot of money right now. Disney doesn't make a and lot you know of mistakes. What? It's one of those I things. mean, I don't care for the Marvel movies, but obviously I'm, you know, on the minority of that subject. Like, those movies, every single one of them, the fans love them, and they make a ton of money. We've got a big one right here. Tiffany oh, loves yes. these movies. I yeah. love the Marvel movies. What's your favorite Marvel movie? My favorite Marvel movie has got to be... The um the second Thor. The I have not seen that one. I haven't seen I that like one. Thor it, one though. So. The it, Dark it, World or yeah, yeah the is Dark that what's called? It explains a little bit more of the bond between Loki and Thor, and it's mm. very interesting. I love wow. the mythology aspects to the first movie, so I would be interested to see that one. Well, what it is is Disney has a very good record of purchasing companies. And then allowing them to do their own thing without truly interfering. Like, Just if you notice, there was no Disney uh, uh, logo yeah. before this movie. And what happens is, like, they bought Marvel and they said, listen, we're not here to mess with it. You guys make money. You're left alone. Same, Same thing, thing with, with Pixar. Pixar. Yep, they bought Pixar, and Pixar just keeps making movies, and they keep making money, and Disney keeps cashing the checks. So what we're going to get is Lucasfilm is managing themselves, and they're allowed to just go out and make their own stuff, and as long as the mo- money keeps rolling in, then everything's yeah. okay. All right. I don't know. Get ready, Mikey. You run a lot out. more of these podcasts to do. They'll run out. And well, we I mean, logic would say. making Mikey watch all these. Yeah. Oh, no, that's oh yes. I promise that's not happening. <laughs> I, my foot is down. We've done one Star Wars one, and just because they've decided to revive it and make forty of them doesn't mean I'm watching all of them. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be too busy rewatching a Trailer Park Boys for exactly. the seventieth yeah. time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something with substance. More. There, when the first substance? three came out, yeah. we already knew that there was six other stories. Mm, that's all. That that's, that's a. That's a can of worms I'm not sure we have time to, to get into. It's rubbish. Well, it was just more along the lines of they didn't know what they were going to do with it at that point, and then they pursued it. Yeah. Well, when they purchased uh, Lucasfilm, 
they purchased it with the idea of they were going to make the trilogy that Lucas had story notes for, and then when they purchased it, they decided to go a different route, and that's when they hired J.J. Abrams and uh, Lawrence Kasdan to write the scripts. You mean to tell me they didn't want an idea that George Lucas came up with? I can't imagine why. <laughs> oh, Dude, when, on, the, when the news broke. enough. The luckiest man alive. That's what I call George Lucas. That is all he is. No, no. It has there nothing was, to do with the money no, he has. Make no mistake, the original Star Wars was not a mistake. That man did a lot of research. The that, original Star Wars was not a mistake. The original Star Wars was good. It's okay. the other, the ones that follow where he got lucky. He stumbled onto something basically accidentally. Well, he didn't expect Star Wars to wind up. If being you what look it was. throughout time, and that's probably why he is the way he is about his fans. If you look throughout time, there is the mythology seems to reflect the culture at the time. Whatever is very popular. So when Lost came on and hit w- big with audiences, it's because in Lost, there was basically the bad guys were hard to define. They were shadowy people. And essentially what I'm talking about here is that the, the what myth, culture, whatever mythology the culture likes will tell you a lot about the culture. What Star Wars is, it's a timeless mythology that no matter what time, time you plop Star Wars in, it's always going to reflect and be popular. Right. But it's that, timeless mythology. Well, that may be, but that doesn't mean that he's not the luckiest guy in the world that he accidentally stumbled onto something. A lot of hard work. I mean, you've yeah, seen man. a lot of... I mean, you've as just someone, been watching a lot of the stuff that he's made, and you know. As someone who yeah. respects good. innovation in, in film, Mikey, I think that's really shallow of you to say towards another filmmaker that that changed the, the landscape as much as George Lucas Many did. times, by the oh, way. Oh, I mean, I know he changed the I mean, landscape. I mean, he's made mistakes along the way. But that doesn't mean that, that this was planned. But this give him credit like, where credit is due. I don't want to talk about George Lucas much more because I want to talk about The Force Awakens, but Mikey, just to put it simply, like what you understand as film would be a completely different place without George Lucas, down to literally how movies are edited would be a very different place in the world if George Lucas had not come wrong. I agree. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. George Lucas didn't. The only the reason way. we're cutting movies on computers now instead of reel to reel is because of George Lucas. Oh, the only shit. reason that digital filmmaking exists oh, is I because know. of George Lucas. I know. I, I'm not saying. Look, the guy did some good things with his money. I'm just saying. He even innovated his own already finished movies with the special <laughs> editions. And let's put it this way: if if Fox didn't mess everything up and give him the rights for all this stuff because they didn't think it was going to go anywhere, we wouldn't have had all that stuff. So, yeah, because he wouldn't have been a billionaire. Like I said, he's the luckiest guy on the I, face of the you earth. You got to wonder: does Fox <laughs> kick themselves every yes. day for letting Star Wars go? Yes, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know how many billions of dollars they have lost <laughs> uh, from just letting them have the, the merchandising alone? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I just wanted to say, too, that one of my happiest memories of the past few years, which is kind of sad on my life, yeah. uh, sad state of, of my affairs, but uh, w- I was the one who told you about the sale. And no, you, weren't, you weren't. You weren't aware of it. No. This is absolutely not true because I remember Megan Rose is the one that told me. No, but then what did I tell you? No. I don't know, Eric, I, but I'm promising I'm, you okay. that you're not the one. Let's talk about the Force Awakens. We can we can argue this uh, once we're off mics. All right. Um, Are you pointing at me? <laughs> no, he is pointing at you. I want to talk about sure, go ahead. Finn. Let's talk about him. His character. He is such a coward in this movie, 
And it makes you think me so? I think he is No he, man, I, I I completely disagree with you, but go ahead and tell me why he comes you think that. Back. But I hate that he starts off as such a coward. And it, what what what's going to get me is I can see the writing on the wall. He's going to be such an integral character to this particular trilogy. Okay. Just from his start in the series. Let's talk about Finn's start. Does anybody else think that there's something suspicious about it? About what? About what? him leaving the yes. stormtroopers? At, at the time he leaves is just so bizarre. No, I mean, he was a flat-out coward throughout the entire movie. She's right okay. about that. But he is born and bred to be a stormtrooper with no prior... Well, he was taken from his family. Didn't he uh, say No, that? but he has never had a life. Basically, right. whatever happened to Finn and all these stormtroopers, they are taken as children. Because he's not allowed sure. to have a conscience? Like Okay, but here's the thing. He, he has no prior uh, things. There's just something very suspicious about Finn going bad here. Or, in our case, good. good. And when he goes good, because remember, like he will not kill those people in the yeah. thing, but then gets in that TIE fighter and has no problems blowing those stormtroopers away. Yeah, but those, those people are, were just innocent yeah, people. Yeah, they're, they're not, not fighting people anyone. that have been killing innocent people. Like, it's different... I have to think that there's something prior to Finn's turn. I, I've mulled this over a bunch, and I've wondered if he's a plant. Not that he knows he's a plant, but that he's a plant. Hmm. What no. do you guys think about that? I think that's bad planning because he just helped blow up their Starkiller base. So, Well, there's that too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if I see that one. Honestly, I don't know. And I guess he was in a room full of every single person that was integral and didn't do anything. Right. You know, you, so. you know what I, honestly, what I see that as? It's no surprise that the First Order is supposed to mirror the Third Reich. Okay? Yeah, very much. Very much it's about, especially in this movie, that scene uh, with uh, General Hux, Dom Hall Gleason's character, where he's giving the speech, and then all the stormtroopers raise their arms. Which, they don't Zeke Heil, but yeah. they come very darn That's close really to him. really close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been a thing. It's been no mistake that the stormtroopers were modeled off of, you know, supposed to be the, like, even you know, the their, uh, their boots even, and stuff yeah. like that are even changed designed the from the name yeah, of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Nazi troopers were called stormtroopers. Yeah. So there's always that question of are all Nazis bad people? Or some of them just afraid to step out and, and you know, they're they're following orders and they're afraid that of what will happen to them or their families if they make that choice. I think that that can be put in different perspectives, not just in that one. Well, I just think it's interesting with Finn to go, well, here's what would happen maybe if, you know, you had a scenario where the Nazi says, I can't, you know, I can't do this and starts helping the allies, which I'm sure happened many times. Yeah. But it's we're getting to see it from that perspective yeah. of the guy who goes, I don't want to be a part of this horrible regime. I just hate the struggle that you see there. And it's it's human nature to hate to see somebody struggle. Nobody wants to see that. But you see him deserting and then you see him wanting to do the right thing. And then you see him running away and then you see him coming back and wanting to do the right thing. Well, I think the running away is he doesn't fully understand the power that they're going to have. He doesn't understand really what a Jedi is or what has happened in the well, past. Well, he obviously doesn't understand the ways of the Force because yeah, that's, right. that's not how Han has to tell him that that's not how you use the Force. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> yeah. I think also he's been brainwashed to think yeah. that the First Order is going to win. And they're invincible. And so 
he doesn't really question it until yeah. he gets around these people for a while, and that's why he's running away because like we're we're done. Get out of here. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's know. not a like he doesn't want the uh you know the rebellion or the resistance as it's called in this to win or to to succeed. He just from everything he's seen in his life. <coughs> has grown up to believe that this is an unstoppable force and what can one person do or a couple of people do to stop it. Like, you know, and it's him struggling against that, I think. What is up with Kylo Ren's look at Finn when they're on Jakku? I saw that. And I was like, that is so interesting. Because he just looks at, because he's not firing. And he knew exactly who the rogue stormtrooper was. He knew him by call sign. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, that did seem a little like, Hmm. There's something when uh, they say that Poe Dameron's gone, he he even goes, "I it's this person." Yeah, it's like it just, again, like that's. I agree it with you guys that it probably is not a plant because of that, but there's just something else about Finn. There's well, something that we we don't quite get. This yet. is what I took it as. Sorry, I'm sorry, Mikey, but this is what I took it as. I took it as either trickery from cinema, you know, from the director and the the filmmakers to the audience yeah or that they are setting up something um it's set up by the trailer for this movie that ray is not our jedi yeah that, that finn, finn is. is yeah so it's not till i mean it's not till a certain point in the movie where they make that switch they are still leading you to believe that finn is going to be our jedi and who knows we don't know what's going to happen maybe finn does have some kind of you know, uh, ability to use the force that we won't find out till a later movie. We didn't find out in this movie. You know what? Since there's not one allusion to it at all in this film, I would assume that there won't be. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's real quick to use that lightsaber. It might be just because that was the only weapon he had yeah. handy. But he was real well, quick to Well, and Maz Kanata does try to get him to, to use it. Mikey, there was something that you were going to try to say. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, wasn't he the one... Finn wasn't Finn the one that uh, came up with the way to blow up the new Death Death Star? Yeah, yeah. You mean Starkiller Base? Or well, the new Death Star, whatever it is. <laughs> he, I mean, yeah, he did. And there, there's one thing about this that I will say: a lot of the throwbacks that they had in this, I actually probably, if I was a Star Wars fan, would have really liked them. But since I wasn't, I just didn't like them. And it was like what? Almost, like. Well, just all the throwbacks. Like, okay, now we're instead of going after the Death Star, now we're going after a completely different. But it's bigger. And, a really big right, right, right. Death Star. Right, right, exactly. Like, I mean, whatever. I mean, that stuff was fine. But I'm I did sure. like Han Solo's comments. Like, okay, yeah, it's really it's still got to be some way to blow it right. up. And, and that's the thing. Like, I'm sure. Like for like fans, I'm sure that was great. But for me, that wasn't a fan. It was just kind of annoying because I knew what well, they were doing because I had seen it. But at the same time. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it. Um, again, it's that epi- it's the mirror of episode four type of uh, storytelling, right. which makes it all feel very nostalgic, and it, yeah. it makes it a very easy entry point and a very safe storytelling. Because let's just be honest, episode four is great. So yeah. if you try to just mull that story one more time, it's probably going to work. And but it it's makes just you not one much, for one. Though. It makes you wonder how much Kylo had involved with the idea of making the Star Killer base because he wanted to do something like his grandfather was doing. Yeah, like oh, I will complete your your mission. Oh, you tried to. I'll build something that the, there's no way the Resistance can destroy. It's you know, it's it's too big. It's too powerful to to destroy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Just to, to reference real quick again what I was talking about, I think they do. And again, it could just be trickery of trying to mislead you, misdirection. Um, the other part that they do with Finn that does imply possible 
uh, Jedi type of abilities, ability with the Force, is he's such a natural at picking up those. Like he gets on those gunners and starts shooting Tie Fighters, yeah. almost unbelievably fast. You know that's true. And how uh, him Even and Ray both are so amazed at how yes efficiently good they were, yeah, and stuff like that. I love yeah, that okay. scene too. Where All right, I can go there. They're just talking over each other, talking yeah. about how they couldn't believe what they just did. It's well, the first time. Like I love the prequels. I've defended them very, very yeah, obviously for. For almost my entire life now I've been defending the prequels oh, but if there is one thing about time, the prequels but, yeah. that the original trilogy in this movie have snappy dialogue yeah. the thing like where he tries to hold her hand and she's like I don't need to hold your hand to run and stuff yeah. like that like it's that charming dialogue that just it, it was missing from the prequels but mm-hmm. I love the dialogue in this movie um the dialogue of Han Solo especially yeah. is really, like, when he's like, I'll talk my way out of it, and that, the back and forth between Chewie yeah, and I that. I do, too, every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, one, yeah. one thing I wanted to throw, the the trickery thing, my only yep. question is, all right. Just okay. a second, Mikey. Um, Rebecca's trying to talk. Okay. Yeah, we got Rebecca on the mic. Right, sorry, go ahead. All right, so, um, all right, so Han Wait, now I've derailed. Hold on. I'll okay. come I'll come back. Don't worry. I, I, have, I, have, an encyclo- I have an encyclopedic knowledge, buddy. All right, Go what ahead. was I saying? <laughs> How much of I don't fear babies you have? Oh, you don't even have any idea what you were saying? I, yeah. I, oh, oh, oh um, okay. He he's tells Han Solo that he was in sanitation. Yeah. Right? But yep. yet we saw him with all the stormtroopers. And then well, yeah, he's talking he about also, the, his job when he was at that base yeah. when they were building it. Yeah. Oh, that could have been a long time it. ago. I mean, oh, I was okay. well, it was. According to sense. Finn, his first battle is that thing yeah. down there yeah. where he decides right. not to shoot. Yeah. And well, and that was the other thing um, that I noticed. Like, well, since he was the one that knew how to blew up that big giant thing, I was thinking maybe all that may have played into your theory of him being a plant. Even though I don't know why they'd want to blow up their they own would. base, but. I would assume not. No. (laughs) He did just kind of out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a way to do that just like this, you know? Yeah. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't say, oh, you can blow it up. What happened is uh, the actor, I think his name is what? Just a second. Let let, uh, Rebecca go outside and talk to my wife a little bit. Chrissy. Are we good? Yeah, I don't know. Last time I tried to pass through here, she almost fell. Oh, because of Buddy. Got a dog in the way. Sorry. She look how mad Rebecca is that you're talking about Star Wars. Uh huh. You're upsetting my daughter, good. sir. I don't think so. Mikey <laughs> is more afraid of that baby than uh, Kylo Ren is of that he's not going to be as strong as Darth Vader. Yeah, that's true. All right, okay. sorry, my Gary. Do you want to finish your thought? No, that was pretty much it. I was just he saying was that just saying that he actually, knew how, yeah. to, how to do it. I'm yeah. saying that he didn't. What he did is the one guy said. Uh, which is what's the actor's name? Ken Leong. He's been on Lost, yeah. uh, and he says if there's there must be some kind of like thermal. I forget what he says. I don't know. Yeah, rotator or whatever. And he goes that would allow them to contain that much energy if they don't have that. And he goes there must be something like that. And that's when he steps up and he, Finn goes, oh wait, there is one of those. It's over here. Yeah. So it wasn't like his idea to blow that up. But once he said, well, I know actually know where that is. Yeah, but he showed him where it was though. I mean, yeah. that, well, could, yeah. that could play into plant. Well, he I mean, had to clean oh. it, man. That, that thing, that that part of the base had bathrooms, dude. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I uh, I don't. There's a moment in the film with Finn that I'm not quite sure why it affects me as much as I it does. But when the stormtrooper dies 
and the blood streak goes yeah. over his helmet. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I, it's there's something. It's almost That's like the first time you ever see something like that yeah, on a stormtrooper. It's visceral. Well, oh, yeah. Storm is it just the white, usually, the red on white that catches me, or well, why is it? Well, like your question. There's is, something. Why is that like there's something profound moment? about it to me, and I don't. I can't quite put well, my finger on it because you've never really. Well, I don't know about you. I think I it, have never like what I've seen of Star Wars. You don't get into detail with stormtroopers. They, like, they, they I, just they I run really around and it's the, the first, first time you're like, oh, they're human. You yeah, can see you them see them get dirty. Yeah, exactly, like, like dusty and whatnot. Yeah. But you that's never see anything like blood or anything like that. Yeah. This is the first time you ever see something guys. Like I think that. that's it. No, it yeah. is, yeah. but it's also I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah, it's for another reason too. It's because so the average audience member can distinguish which stormtrooper oh, yeah. is well, Finn in their Eric, scenes. You're the worst. Well, <laughs> first off, he's a little short for a stormtrooper. Yeah. No, but I agree with you. No, it is the first time that you see like, oh, they're yeah, they're human. I, I think that's what Finn's seen too. At the same time, is like, oh my gosh, we're they're dying. Yeah. We're killing. Uh, there's blood. Like this is not what. I thought it was going to Do be. Do you think that this was his first encounter with? He says it fighting? was. I believe. Yeah. He does say it's his first my fight. Only question yeah. though, he acted like he knew that guy, like the way he, he probably was did. Reacting. He's probably yeah. But how did he? They trained together. They all look the same. <laughs> well, well they, they know yeah. each other's call signs and stuff like that. Yeah. Call and signs. And they have like they can talk between each other. I guess. I'm just assuming he knew the guy. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, he probably but, was raised with him. Even though I did, see even if he wasn't was like it? best friends with him. He knows who that person That's was. Right. They're in the same squad. Yeah. I saw. I saw one thing that I don't think I've noticed in any other Star Wars movies that I've seen was actually like a leader stormtrooper that yeah, had like Captain a red something. Or... Oh, that's all, that's in a lot of them. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's not talking about especially that. the prequel movies. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, I've seen the which those movie. aren't technically stormtroopers, but yeah. Yeah. Clone, clone troopers, troopers, man. Clone it's troopers. been it's been in there before. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, I'm sorry. Well, when he um, just speak up. Okay. Well, when he took his helmet off, remember that one guy said, what are you doing with your helmet off? Yeah, that's uh, Captain Phasma, who's a female, Christy. Okay, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's not who I was talking about. That's Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, like... So there are times where they can take the helmet off, or no? Oh well, it I seems to me that them. stormtroopers are not allowed to do anything that they're not told to do. Right. right. Gotcha. That's what I was getting from that. Like so far down, to, even to that, he can't even take his helmet off without permission in their right. base, which is pretty yeah. crazy. Yep. So, but it explains why you never seen that before in any of the other movies, though. At the same time, do you yeah. know why I think part of that taking the helmet off thing is? Hmm. Because when you put that helmet on, which in this, and it's one thing that this movie did is, I haven't really seen too many complaints about this. I was expecting to see more complaints about the fact that this new version of the Empire is so inclusive to women and uh, minorities and everything else. I think that also kind of mirrors the uh, Nazi party. Yeah. Um, but for me, what it is with the helmet is when they're all wearing the same uniform and the same hel- helmet, it strips them just like their name of their individuality. Yeah, dehumanization. So when you take off your helmet and someone sees a human face that looks different than you're staring back at you, it reminds you that you can have different opinions, be yeah. different. You're not the same rank and file little robots that what they want to fulfill what they need. It allows you to develop emotions. And- yeah. I think that's the biggest thing for me of why a stormtrooper is not allowed to take their helmet off is because it, it individualizes them. Yeah. Uh, a minor gripe, gripe I had with the film is that I do believe that a lack of backstory with Finn 
does not serve the character very well. Um, I love the backstory that we're getting with Ray. Obviously, there's more to come, but it just seems like Finn kind of steps out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I would assume, though, that we'll get that eventually. Yeah. Right. That's, what I was gonna say. That's my thing, too. It's like, and here's the thing. It's very possible. Dude, I'm, 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 I know I'm reaching here. I'm not saying this is the case. For all we know, he could be Lando's son. We don't even know. Like, oh, he could no, be related. Please, please I don't. I hope not. No. Oh, but you know what I'm saying? Just like, if, if the one black character that shows up is related <laughs> yeah. to the only you know, black you know character good reason from why the I original don't think that's By the, the case. Way, I did hear that uh, a lot of people were angry that the Stormtrooper wanted There was to be not black. a lot of people. There was well, a couple well, yeah, of Twitter accounts that... Uh, BuzzFeed got excited right. about, and again, I'm just I'm I'm not saying that's what I think. Uh, for one thing, even the people that were being cast as Finn's character, mm-hmm. the other possibles like Jesse Plemons and those guys, they were white for one. Yeah, so uh, it wouldn't make sense story wise. Yep, uh, that's true too. You, okay, I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, it to me. It's very possible that we are going to see his backstory and maybe the family that he was plucked from. We don't know what age exactly they plucked him away. Young enough that he doesn't remember his own name, and he's been conditioned that his number, you know, F. How about the fact that he never had a name? Like that's how little of a a personality that they're allowed. You know. What about Podameron? Love him. I love him too. I wish that he was more in it, though. Yeah, I, do I too. hope in the sequels that he is more integral. As a matter of fact, if my hope for episode eight is that they find an excuse to get every one of these new characters together and they spend the film together, because it it would be to me a stronger thing to have all of the characters' personalities bouncing off of each other. Yeah, it'd be nice. I don't I don't know how that would happen if yeah. it's in the time frame that it's supposed to be in, though. Yeah. Well, and of course you have Luke and whatever they're going to do with Luke. Yeah, uh, it seemed like he wasn't a like. He's obviously on the right side of the force. Yep. But he seemed like he was in a very dark place when he turned. Oh around. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was not a traditional Luke Skywalker face that we're used to seeing. Do you guys like the final scene? I did. Uh. Mikey, what do you think about the metaphorical uh, meaning behind the ending? The, the the metaphorical meaning? Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to know? You're the Star Wars guy. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, I'll say this about the the last... Okay, here's what I was sitting there going. I'm sitting there going, if Luke Skywalker is up there, he is going to look like crap. You yeah. know, because the last time I saw Luke Skywalker was what? Uh, Jane Silent Bob, right? Yeah. And he looked terrible oh, yeah. back then. So I was like, he looks oh, a lot man. better with a beard. He does. He lost yeah, 85 he pounds to play him again. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Okay, Both right. him and uh, Carrie Fisher went through a strong regimen to, yes. to get ready for oh, this. Wow. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Carrie Fisher uh, has talked a lot about how much she did not enjoy the amount of weight that she had to lose to play Princess, Princess Leia again. Um. When you talk about the metaphor there, you know, you have the the thing of you have a Jedi who has not just given up helping, given up whatever, he's exiled himself. He's literally given up his lightsaber. Like, he yes. doesn't even have his lightsaber yes. anymore. So it's that thing of, like, passing the mantle back to you of, like, yes. here's your lightsaber back. Like, well, become part of this fight again. And he's not taking it yet. Yeah. Well, and of course, it's also... It's the old Star Wars meets new Star Wars. It's the new Star Wars character offering the baton back to the old character, and does he take it or not? Yeah, I I think we'll find out a lot more about that. But I'm assuming that like he, since one of them went bad, 
we have like a new Darth Vader. He's assume I, I'm assuming he's thinking like, I thought I would make the world a better place, but I'm just opening the window again for evil to enter the world. So he yep. ran, but uh, he's gonna find out that whether or not he's helping. Would the galaxy be a better place be. without Jedi? No, nah. nah. But it at the price of dark Jedi and the damage. But there that was they still do, Snoke. Snoke existed before. They, is Snoke a a but force we, user, but but he obviously knows he's he's been able to train Kylo in things that there's no way that Luke would have taught him. He even says, "I'll complete you know us to bring him to me to complete his training." Yeah. Um. I, I we I was gonna wait to get into this, but since we're bringing it up go right now, it. do you think it's possible that they might go down the storyline that the story that Palpatine told Anakin about Darth uh, Plagueis? Go to old Darth Plagueis the Wise. That because he just says too on the thing he goes. Uh, the supreme leader is wise, is what he says to Han Solo on the bridge. It seems like an odd choice to to throw in there, and the 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 sound that's there mimics the kind of sound, uh, like the soundtrack that is when uh, I can Palpatine tell you something that I know about John Williams is he refuses to know anything further because he does not want it to influence his his musical choices. Because if he does not want to give you a clue. That you should not have yet. It's just similar. Does it's not the same, but it's if you want to go on soundtrack. It's a echoes of Dark Jedi. The yeah. the reason I would say it will not be Snow cannot be Darth Plagueis is because guys, the they're not there's not gonna be a lot of prequel stuff in the new trilogy. No. But what it at least the, would harken Darth back Plagueis, to there's something. a story that's told in episode three where the Emperor do you remember the Emperor? Yeah. He tells a story of... He doesn't quite say it, but it's very obvious he's talking about whoever taught him the ways of the Force and about how he killed his old master and all this. But the theory is that Snoke is actually that Darth Plagueis well, character. Plagueis, when he talks about him, because what, what, what Palpatine, what, what the Emperor, you know, he's Senator at that point, uh, you know, Chancellor, I guess. Yeah, as it says, uh, when, Supreme Chancellor. Yeah, when, when Palpatine is trying to get Anakin to come to the dark side, to come to be a Sith... Uh, Anakin is afraid that Padme is going to die in childbirth. So he tells him a story about uh, Darth Plagueis. It'd be a lot easier if you watched the movie, Mikey. Yeah, that would, that would help. Well, I mean, I've already watched this one now, so what's the point? But Plagueis... Especially if there's not going to be much... Dude, Revenge of the Sith the... is so it's good, good, though, yeah. man. But he's, he's a Sith master that has... Uh, he's so powerful, it was rumored that he learned how to cheat death. Um, now, he... When Palpatine implies basically that he goes, he was killed by his own apprentice, and and when you're watching it, you know that Palpatine is talking about. He has himself. a look of like satisfaction. How awesome am I that I did this? Yeah, he and he's like, oh, he had the power to save everyone else, but couldn't save himself. Um, it's one of those things. I wonder, you know, it, for one, is that story fully true, or is he just manipulating Anakin with it? The other thing is. If you were going to tie it back to something before even more powerful than the Emperor, what options do you have that could make sense that you're not just pulling something out of thin air? And, again, it may not be it, but Darth Plagueis is one of the only ones that he's a mysterious enough character that it's very possible this could be... And it could could be how he's manipulating Kylo because, you know, he influenced that whole bloodline, you know? Well, Eric, I hate to burst your bubble, but you're not the first person to come up with this theory. I've I've read a lot about it. And essentially what the idea behind it is, Palpatine says in that scene that he could learn to cheat death, right? Yeah. So Palpatine thinks he actually killed him, but since his master learned how to cheat death, he was only temporarily uh, put out. 
And what we're seeing in Snoke is, in fact, just kind of the Voldemort-type uh, story of he's coming back and stuff like mm. that. Um, I, again, I go with the fact that they're not going to pull mythology yeah. from I, episodes one, two, and three for the new movies. I don't think so, but I'll be honest. As me, personally, as a Star Wars fan, yep. I would I would rather it be something that would tie it into that I would than too. just be something straight from left field. I would, too, but that comes from the person who thinks that the prequel trilogy is good. Yeah, and they're going to do everything they can to not not disqualify anything, but they're not it. going yeah. to pull from it either. I don't blame yeah. them. So is has this uh, Darth whatever Plagueis. Plagueis has he been in any of the movies? Or no, just just, just referenced once just in Revenge. Story. Yeah, just referenced once. While we're talking about Snook. <laughs> how relieved were you when you found out he was not a gigantic? <laughs> Very much. Yeah. I mean, that thing was, was so huge. I was like, oh, my god. Tiffany, gosh, what did you think of Snoke when he stuff. first got introduced? I'm sitting here. I'm like, when did giants get introduced into the right. Star Wars world? Yeah. I was like, something's got to be going on here. And when he faded out, I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, I think my reaction was, my reaction was, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That would have been so bad. Yeah, I had that. I, when the scene started, I... There was a moment where I had to look inside and go, am I okay with this in Star Wars? And I was not quite sure. And then I remember when he f- the the light flickered a little bit, and I yeah. went, oh, okay, he's a hologram. I had that prequel feeling of like, oh, how am I going to like this? Well, so sure. Wait, he's not a giant? I mean, it's not no. confirmed. Well, well, I mean, I don't think it so. It could be, but wouldn't it make more sense that he's not that size? Because well, they leave you to believe that. holograms being bigger, though. In the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, uh, it has oh. happened, yeah. Oh. yeah. But in the not Empire Strikes happened. Back, it's his head, not a dude sitting on a throne. Right. Right. Which, uh, another podcast I listened to brought this up, and I think it's very, it's a very good point. Is this the man behind the curtain? Does he even look like the character that we That's see? That's kind of what, I, you I, know always, what I, mean? what I was saying, as I think it would be interesting if when you actually see him he's actually a very small character like yeah like yoda size and well it's like his ego that does these kind of things yeah shows himself as a giant yeah i Let's, can't wait for the montage by the way the the intercutting montage uh to the eye of the tiger with uh, uh <laughs> luke skywalker training uh, ray and then snoke training uh kylo ren there are no musical montages in star wars <laughs> oh, really? that, that's, that's not part of the language oh, i'd probably go up to four stars even, if there was even rocky had a montage <laughs> even rocky had a montage mm-hmm. let's talk about special effects guys is there one oh, special effect in this movie no. that does not uh is there one special effect that you can even point to that does not is not perfect Say the 3D uh, didn't yeah. help much. Um, some of that stuff was... It looked a lot better in 2D. Uh, like the Millennium Falcon stuff, yeah. which I thought was amazing. The X-Wing stuff was great. I, I Honestly, I can't point to anything that I thought was like uh, not a great... Mikey, you're probably the most stodgy when it comes to this type of stuff. Is there something that you noticed? I tried to find things because you Uh-oh. told me to look, look how, for it. Look how angry he is. He's, well, he's I mean, mad. No, I mean, there's a couple I could... I mean, there's there was a couple, like, when the bodies flew into the air, you could definitely tell those were fake. But whatever, I mean... Actually, Mikey? Real bodies? They're not, are, they're not fake. Well, for, They might have been on wires, but they were real. Yeah. yeah. No, there was definitely bodies out there that got thrown out that were fake, you could tell. Or that fell from the sky. I don't know. All I know is it had something to do with a body in the sky. But anyway, beside the point... I, I can let that go compared to how good. Were you happy with looked. the look of the film? It did look good. Um, it's still CGI though. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, Mike, there are things that you think are CGI that are not. May not be able to tell, but still, that movie's... Just look at the... um, There's a character when Finn is drinking the water on Jakku, and there's that... We call him Hog Squaddle. I I know he has a real name, but... um, like that is a that's really build. Like that's that thing was yeah. there on set. What the that huge rhino thing? Yeah, thing. like that thing was built. I remember like the very first photos that came off the TMZ got these set photos from Star Wars, and it was real early in the filming process. That thing was there. That thing was built. That was not CGI. Hmm. Um, the only one to me, and I know this is not going to be a popular theory, and I still liked it. I kind of wish that I just I, Maz his character yeah. that is the CGI that that doesn't sit right with me right. is it's so obviously CGI it's some of the better that I've seen if you're going to do a full uh, completely new style character like it's not like some of the CGI I've seen in other movies I have a theory going about this but keep going okay I'm just saying that was the only time where I remember going. This is the moment where I kind of wish it was wasn't a CGI character, even if she was bigger to make it work. I kind of wish it was just facial stuff, like you know, put on. My face, thought but. process with Maz Kanata and why, uh, out of all the times that they are always trying to do everything yeah. practical that they did not with her, I think the reason is just because she didn't do anything that would have required CG this movie. She might leave. I think they're future proofing because if you watch the Star Wars, you know, six movies, Yoda is puppet and then he's CG. I think what they're doing here is they're going to need her to do stuff later that will not be possible practically. So they're just going to bite the bullet and she's CG you might now. See her and she'll younger be CG and taller later. too. She might shrink like over time. Well, or sure. Something well, too. With the standalone yeah. film, who says That's you can't go back a thousand years and tell a story a... of Maz Kanata? Right. You know, what's a Maz Kanata? It's her name. It's that the little, girl with the goggles. The big goggles. Oh, the goggle lady. Oh, the, the kind of Yoda figure from right, this movie. Right, right, Okay, okay. Did yep, you yep, notice yep. that uh, Kylo's saber mm-hmm. was different? Thing. Not yes. so much in the fact that it was shaped like a sure. sword. I, no, but I, the, in the actual, like... The ripple effect yeah. and it everything. It looked like it was a flame There's almost. two right, theories. Yeah, yeah. There's two theories that can be prescribed to his lightsaber. Either A, he is not very knowledgeable and did his best to build a lightsaber. I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. The theory that I've heard that I think is a great thing is that this lightsaber, he's like a, a Sith enthusiast, you know? Yeah. That this is some, like, ancient well, lightsaber that maybe from... maybe Snoke even knows. Like, sure. Could have, well, know. and who knows how old Snoke is? Yeah. Maybe it was Snoke's lightsaber from, you know, the Sith Wars, which are like 3,000 years before the start of these movies. Yeah. So wait, whose lightsaber? Kylo's. Well, They're Kylo like, Ren's. You, oh, did okay, you notice, Kylo like, Ren. when him and Finn, or even when Ray, like, <coughs> Finn's, the, the blue lightsaber looks just like it does in every other film. It's a right. perfect it's blue cylindrical. Yes. But Ray's is, it almost looks, it kind of has, like, a flame look it to it. It looks kind of burning yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. It's very uh, uncontrolled. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, mm, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, my thought behind his lightsaber in general was, like, just a second, Nick. Mikey. Tiffany was implying that his lightsaber m- mirrors the character of Kylo Ren. Right, right. That's what I was getting, and I'm just assuming that you guys watch this stuff way too much because which is <laughs> but the thing. The thing is, is I'll let Nick. Say I it. love that we have uh, Mikey to bring us back a couple yeah, times. Right. What Nick's about to say also implies that. Okay, go, Mike. Uh, no, yeah, because I had said this to uh, Eric before. I 
my thought behind his lightsaber is like it has unnecessary parts. Yes, like the hand grip thing, or uh, what, what do you call it? Like a hilt. Yeah, like yeah. a lightsaber hilt. But he used it in a really cool way. This, was, he, this movie. Yes, he did. But it seemed unnecessary. I think he's such a like wannabe. Yeah, just like the mask that he does not need to wear, but he does it for I image. I love it. I love it. Yeah, his lightsaber is he's, kind of the same thing. He he's made it. Compensated. Yes. He tried to make it look like more dangerous than it I'll really is. I'll prove I'm a big boy. It's exactly. Well, like yeah, exactly. Ray backed him down. She's like, you can't even look me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Man, yeah. I love the Ray character. Uh, she's by far and above like the thing I'm most excited yeah. for. Well, okay. Let's be honest. I'm more excited about Luke Skywalker in episode eight, but <laughs> there's that. I, yeah, I don't know. They got... They nailed. I think they nailed casting all around. Yes, Definitely with Ray, though. Yeah, and you know she's never been in a movie. Yeah, yes. I looked up her IMDb. Yeah, never. Cool. This is her wow. first. Impressive. She's been like in one what episode a of certain person. a couple TV much. shows. Well, stuff. but is she lucky? Because she's probably not going to get many other roles if Star Wars does to her what it did to many she other people. Won't need yeah, to financially she won't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, you never know. And especially if they're the, doing what you're talking about. She's going to be in 15 of these things. She'll get paid. Look, on the other hand, look at Natalie Portman. And, um, look at Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that Oscar Isaac, though? What? Oscar Isaac's not going to be hampered by his career in Star Wars. Yeah. No. Oscar, yeah. Guys, Oscar Isaac's going to be career. one of the but biggest I'm just saying actors of all time. As far as like actors we didn't really know before Star Wars, um, I mean, Natalie Portman, she'd been in stuff, but like. Didn't really know her much. Her career took off after Star Wars. And you know what's yeah. ironic and so about that? So did Ewan McGregor, really. What's Not her- lately. Not lately, but there was yeah. a time when it seemed like he was in like every other movie that came I out. I hear Ewan McGregor has a drinking problem. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard that before. Can't be worse than Carrie Fisher's previous well, problem. <laughs> she had more than drinking problems. What Tiffany, were you going to say? Gonna say? <laughs> I was going to say that I remember an interview that I had. I saw with Natalie Portman in it. Yeah. Um, she said... That Star Wars almost killed her career. It was bad for her career. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. And well, I find that extremely hard to believe. Maybe she tried, should have tried to act better in them. So right, and, and I, she almost in certain points reminded me of Kristen Stewart's terrible acting in Twilight. Well, maybe yeah. she didn't get final cut on the edit. <laughs> maybe she, there was a scene where she did. Act Are you better, talking about in the prequel and they didn't movies? Use it. Yeah. yeah. Well. Let's be if honest. there's any actor, the dialogue in those prequel movies was not a lot to work with. Well, that, I mean, yes, obviously that's true. Okay, but Ian McGregor does a good job of spending it. He does, uh, even and now that I his. know Natalie Portman is a good actress, that's the thing. Yeah, and we, she we just it looks like she's she's not trying. It looks like in she's those in movies. pain. Like, yeah. like she did not. Looks like be well, there. I signed up. I guess I better keep doing this. Well, you know, and then there's I, Hayden Christensen, which I I loved in theory. But his some of his lines, the deliveries just fall short. In two, and, I agree. I think Caden Christensen gets a bad rap. He is a fan. He does a well, fantastic when you job. You have in like three. that many actors delivering lines that poorly. Yeah, it makes me think that it's the director. Well, there's problems when you, you know, the the, the yes man theory. Anyway, essentially, go back get attacked by a dog under the table. It's trying yeah. to like love on me right now. <laughs> but, but he wants, he, he wants to be on the pod. Re- Rebecca had her say, so he's yeah. like, I want my say now. <laughs> Would you like to say something on the podcast, buddy? <laughs> um, what'd you guys think of the cantina scene, essentially? Liked it. I loved it, too. It was yeah. interesting. I like, love the new music that's right, in there. It seemed like oh. reggae. Like, yeah. It made me think I don't like, know who the guy is. I never heard of him. I'm not a, a Broadway guy, but John Williams had told J.J. J. Abrams, like, I don't really want to write the music for that. 
Like, yeah. he wrote the music for the Cantina in the episode four, but he's like, it's just not my thing. I'd, I'd rather not. And J.J. Abrams ended up getting contacted by some big shot from an engine. If you're in the world of Broadway, this dude is okay. one of the highest. And so J.J. Abrams and him collaborated and did that on their own. Let me see. I'm going to see if I can't look up, look figure it out yeah. who that was. was if you say it, I still won't know who the name is. I did think there was one thing in there uh, when Maz like yells at Han Solo, like yeah. she's angry at him. Yeah. But then, like, the second later, they're, like, best friends again. Like, I was like... Well, she's well, kind of a yeah, acquired taste or well, something Well, you know like what that, that is? That's the homage to Lando. Yeah. It's the homage to when Han walk, uh, you know, walks in and he's like, oh, these are friends of ours. And you get the, Han, you... You know, like, it, it's that moment of where, the as a viewer, you go, uh-oh, something happened they here that we're not yeah. privy to. And then she comes up and friendly to him, like... There's uh, so many homage moments. Man. Yeah, which, uh, you know, we went to dinner before we came and recorded this podcast, and something I said that I do think is a detriment to the film is there's a little bit too much fan service in this movie. Uh, nah. A little bit too many callbacks that are not truly organically there. They're purposely done to be like, hey, remember how great the original trilogy was? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like little things they put in there for the fans. Not, not not all of them. Some of them are thematic story things. Sure, but, you know, I know what you're saying. Jared's referencing like the the battle, what's it called, battle chess. Sure, and you know stuff like that. Uh, when the when they're on the Millennium Falcon and yeah. the uh, and like how Chewie perks up when he sees it comes on and stuff like that. Just little moments <laughs> it's like a little that. Cheesy, yeah. yeah okay. Lynn Manuel Miranda, Mikey. Well, she seems to be a pretty cool lady. But <laughs> is it a lady? It is. Uh, I remember well, when I, I read know. it. I, it I just think says it's a guy. very prominent. Um, I don't know. I, I just took a her. shot in the dark. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Said Lynn. So I was like, "That's a girl's name." And he said it was a- soundtrack. JJ Abrams. Uh, not JJ Abrams. John it is Williams. A woman. It is a woman. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, is she pretty. cute? Yeah, she's very pretty. Um, what's it called? Ooh. What did you guys think about the soundtrack? Did any of the tracks stick out to you? Uh, uh, you're talking to the wrong guy. Oh, that's right. I forgot I, about I, this. I, I liked it. I like Ray's theme a lot. And the best music in the movie to me is the um, the music that plays when uh, Ray is walking up the steps at the end of the movie. Do you guys, anybody? We Maybe we need to ban this topic. No. I'm sorry. I'm never the guy who notices yeah. the soundtrack. I do yeah. notice, but the thing is, is because it's intentionally so similar to other Star Wars tracks yeah. that they blend together to me. Because at this point, with all the things Star Wars, including, you know, uh, parody commercials, you got video games, you got yeah. everything else that has done their own spin on the classic Star Wars themes. Yeah. That while John Williams is the master of it, it's still Star to me it's or... just star it's just Star Wars music as a whole. Like even if they're changing it for a new character, it just feels like I'm watching it straight. It could be out of any of these other six movies that I've seen. So yeah. um, it's a little hard for me to distinguish each one individually. Obviously, you know, if you're gonna hear the the beating, you know, of of like the Imperial March or something. It's it's very easy to. to I have was that wondering if we hear the Imperial March in the movie. You hear like a, a there's a variation there's hints of it. to it, yeah. but there's he never yeah. fully goes and gives you the Imperial March. Which so. if imp- anybody doesn't know what the Imperial March is, it's the da 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 da. I will uh, add this about the soundtrack. I 
like it a lot. I've listened to some of it um, already from just like the soundtrack portion of it. I have to say it's not my favorite soundtrack that he's done. Uh, I think the prequel soundtracks are the best he's ever done. Uh, really? You know, the duel of the fates, like the big lightsaber duel between... Um, Anakin and... Uh, no, it's between oh, Qui Gon and Darth Maul. Uh, the oh, one that you—that's okay. a good one. That's called yeah. Battle of the Heroes. That's a great one too. Um, I'll have to listen to it some more. But I seem to be the only soundtrack aficionado, so we'll yeah, we'll abandon this. I can't Just really add much. Yep. Well, boys, what else do we have to say about Episode Seven? You guys got a topic you want to bring up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do. Sure, I, go I got ahead. a few things that we haven't brought up sure. really. Um, We—I gave it a four point five. Yes, not a five. Um. I love the movie. I mean, part of the things we, you know, we brought up already, which has brought it down slight for me. Again, not enough to knock it below a 4.5. Um, but they are things that do sit in my mind that kind of pull back from the enjoyment. I love the homages. I am one of those people that feels like maybe it was slightly too much. There were too many. Even the trench run at the... like. There's so Agreed. many homages in the actual story. If you want to throw in the, like, the bumping the battle chest or something, those to me aren't as big of a deal like it's just it was very reminiscent of of and while i still liked it i when people complain that why didn't why why did they just they just remade the first one with some you know some new paint on it i can kind of see their point yeah um but i also look at it this way you're trying to bring a new generation along into this new series this and is supposed inspire, to be a soft launch yeah and inspire the same feelings that those trilogies did for you you kind of have to thematically at least start maybe they won't fully continue in the next two episodes but we'll see like you know you had to kind of start it with that I'm but it, it does pleased and okay bit. with it being in this movie if it if, keeps going if episode 8 has the same amount I hope not I, I, don't think it I hope episode 8 you know, goes its own territory. If if episode eight is pretty much kind of like a flash, uh, a callback to Empire Strikes Back the whole time, it would bum me. It'd be out. a little much. Yeah, yeah that would be, would, that, that'd be too much. Do you think it'll do that? Probably. Do you have any uh, reasons to suspect that? Well, generally, whenever they start getting sequelitis, they just start doing stupid things. That well, you what do you think explain. about the fact that Ryan Johnson is writing the script and why you think that he would be the type of guy to do that? Well, Jared. I can't tell you. All I can all I can tell you is this: it's just what they do. It happens. Every Not time. Ryan Johnson, man. Dude. Look at my uh, look at my uh, all my favorite movies, and look how they butchered them and made them into just horrible pieces of crap. He's writing the you're treatment like for under, nine. You're like under the assumption that this is like a remake. It's not a remake. I mean, it's, it's the same thing not. with remakes and sequels, though. I mean, they did. I think, in in my opinion, I think they made a very true sequel to the fans, and I I think yeah. they deserve. Props on if that. any fans deserve it, yeah, Star Wars fans deserve it. Well, and that's probably true. Um, you know, and that's the kind of things that I would like to see when they do these horrible things to the movies that I love. But unfortunately, so they put these hacks. Well, yeah, they put hacks in there, and then we get you know things like oh, I don't know, Halloween three, or just name. I mean, just name however many you want to. Yeah, but you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, the new Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. Name them. Let me ask you some questions, Mikey. You did give the movie three stars. I did. That implies that you enjoyed the film. Can I ask you whether or not you truly enjoy the film or you just don't have enough reasons to dislike it? What I'm trying to say is, were you truly engaged in the film? Um, I wouldn't say engaged. I mean, I was... 
you didn't have any emotional investment on whether uh, or not really. what happened in the plot. Or? I mean, it was. I'll I'll tell you this. I I was interested in watching it. I paid enough attention to do that, but I did not get engaged. We'll put it that way. It's because he missed the first. 10 and they minutes. they kept me interested. I mean, I, they did, but I mean, at the same time, it's. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is not my thing, and I realize that. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there that completely disagree the way. It's running at 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's well, no, it doesn't high. surprise you know, me. Talking but, about the engagement factor, mm-hmm. the only reason I gave it a 4.5 yep. was because of the foreshadowing they gave up to Han's death. There was something else I, I kept meaning to add about Han Solo's death, and I will get to it as soon as you talk about what you were going to say. I'm not above admitting the fact I cried when he died yeah. because that was huge. It's one of my best that's friends like, from my childhood died. That's <laughs> just dramatic. I, I had no I I mean, there after it happened, I saw all the foreshadowing, and I was like, oh, man. And then it happened, and I just sat in my seat with my jaw dropped. My eyes started watering. I'm like, Jared, don't look at me. I'm crying. Jared, don't look at me. I'm crying. You're wearing 3D glasses. I won't be able to tell. <laughs> but yeah, I. That's the only reason. So wait, you're you're taking off the score from the film because it did the job it was trying to do. No, it just seemed like it was too much. Like it was just as soon as he turns around that pillar and he sees right uh, Kylo. Yeah. Or in, you know something's coming. Or in it's, his case, it's Ben. Well, yeah, Ben. But it just that that I feel like it could have been different. Like it I could have had the it. same outcome. I liked it because as but, a viewer, I knew the same thing that Han probably knew when he stepped out there. Whereas how this is going to end? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. The too. anticipation like, of it's not a surprise to anybody, including Han, that he's probably not going to make it if, off this bridge. I wish I if Han Solo had gone, if he knew he was going to his death. Would have liked a scene between him and Chewie. Uh, yeah, well, it would have been unbearable for me to stand because <laughs> the relationship between Chewie and Han is is one of the most touching in the entire franchise. But um, I don't that believe he... that Han has never shot Chewie's bowcaster. By the way, before <laughs> when he goes, oh, let me try it out. Oh, this is kind of nice. Well, he always has that hand cannon thing that yeah, he's got. But come yeah. on, never. Like these never fired. Did you know that uh, somebody built a real gun that looks? Exa- it's it's exactly Han Solo's uh, <laughs> gun. The DL forty four gear. I don't know. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you know that? Why do you guys? I don't know, know that. Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I play Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, okay. I was like, oh. I don't even know that. Why would, right, would Eric sense. know that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was. Oh, okay. The the thing with. Oh, okay, I did explain this already. That. Essentially, Han Solo, I think to get Harrison Ford to sign on the dotted line for this movie, they had to kill he, him. He, the only way he was coming back is, okay, I'll come back, but you have to kill him this time. So mm-hmm. I think from the word go, no matter how it happened, Han Solo was going to die in episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair, but they also used it to a pretty good they did. effect. Uh, the last thing I have about Han Solo's death, and unless Eric has something else on it, what are your thoughts on the fact that he crest his son's face as he uh, went down? It was great. Yeah. I think that's what made the waterworks start because uh. you knew it was coming as soon. Like you just the way that he was holding on, and you saw the the struggle with the saber for a second there. I was like, oh no! And then he did that after he was stabbed with or impaled rather. Yeah. 
It's just like, man. He planted that seed, even though... I'm grieving for a fictional character here. I know, I, I'm going through the <laughs> same oh, process I've, with you. I've done it many times, no worries. <laughs> even though Kylo Mikey doesn't has, have a heart. in a sense, <laughs> won that, that, you know, Han <laughs> didn't bring him J. back in that moment, you know, that oh, kind yeah, of thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. But Sorry. Kylo did this to cut out this hurting in his heart where he feels he's the, the pull, as he said, to the light. And how great is that, that always, every time we've ever seen a Star Wars movie, it's always a character being pulled to the dark. Yeah. In this movie, we have a character the opposite. Well, uh, it's another one of those reasons why I think there might still be a turnaround for Kylo Ren. Yeah. I'm going because... to be interested to see his interaction with Leia. Yeah. Because she's still, I, I feel like that's coming. Um, there, I feel like it's please, please don't make me cry on this podcast. <laughs> I have gone many episodes without crying on Cue It Up. So. No, that's not true. Well, I, think well was... I don't even mean so much he's going to kill her or anything like that. Just I feel emotional. like that she might be able to get to him. Yeah, I would actually wonder if that comes from Luke because Luke, Luke was, was mentor. the mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I kind of thought it was one of those things of like he. He had even said, like, it's too late, but Han was trying to say it's not too late kind of thing. Yeah. I think he figured, like, if I kill this man, then it is too late. But even after he killed him, he so, like he has that moment where he sees that his father still loves him, even mm. though he's doing these horrible things. Mm. Yep. You know, I... It's not absolute. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I took it to. It was, like, of, like, as he kills him... His father is still like, I, st- I love you anyway, with his hand on his face. Yeah. Now, the thing that I love, too, about Kylo when he says that is I really get the sense of, like, when Kylo says it's too late because he's like, you can still come back. And he's like, nah, it's too late. I get the sense that Kylo really does, not just isn't just being pulled towards wanting to come back. He really regrets what he's done, but he's like... I've gone, I, I came to, a, you know, a, 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 the road split two ways. I've gone too far down this road to come back. Like, the only way for me to make any progress is to now go forward. Yeah. And, you know, basically, like, if in his mind, if he were to come back, it wouldn't change anything that he's done. He's already built this thing. He's already done this stuff with Snoke. Like, he's already gone so far down this road. He's already killed all these young Jedis. That even though he, I got the sense that he really, truly, even in that moment when he kills Han, still regrets everything he's done. But he just figures I'm too far in. It's like it's like a Breaking Bad scenario with Walter White kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I, I I just thought it was a beautiful scene. It was for me my favorite scene. I even even with the issues that you want to have with it. I just I love the the concept of knowing what Han that Han is gonna the visual of it are amazing. Yeah, the look of that scene is just so. We talked about with the light draining out too. Like I love all of it. They open the door. They open the door, and the light shines on just Han and Kylo on the bridge. Like, come on, and he's you know the metaphor of a bridge also about the the crossing over from one side to the other and stuff like that. It, it's it's a perfect metaphorical setup. I know we're kind of running long, so I do want to mention my other quick gripes. Star Wars, stuff. dude. It we is. talk as long as... Mikey can leave if he needs to, <laughs> but I refuse to. See you later. Oh, we, okay. It's because we skip... I, we normally have the section where we talk about what yeah. we watch, so we kind of skip that. Um, the only... I, I want to say I have three that I'm thinking of other small but issues that I have with this movie. Sure. One is... I love the character of Finn, and I love the humor with Finn. But there are times when I feel like the humor is a 
bit too when much. he is uh, when he's up in Captain Phasma's face. A few to moments me is the like moment that, that he goes I a get bit the laugh, I'm glad but I think it's unrealistic. Told him to dial it back a yeah. little bit. That that's one of the only parts that I agree with Eric, where it's like, yeah, well, even the fact that he's being told to dial it back, it's like. That's cool, but the moment still rings very untrue. There's very, it's a very slapstick feel to. It gets the laugh right. out of it, but when he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm uh, resistance." This is, I mean, this is what we look like, you know, most of us, except yeah. for the ones that look different. Like, it's a joke and it's funny and I love it, but it also, in a movie where I'm trying to believe the the drama of the storyline, it yeah. pulls me out a little bit. Where there are funny moments that don't do that, like when. One of the, when to me the gives yeah. the thumbs up. Well, that's that's <laughs> that funny. Awesome. That is the best, man. But to me, the funniest moment it. of this is, is there's two funny moments, moments back to back. There's the scene where uh, Ray is uh, with the stormtrooper when she first uses her Jedi mind control, which we must go ahead and mention. It's not fully sure. confirmed yet. Yeah, that uh, stormtrooper apparently is Daniel Craig. This may uh, be. See, and that's what I was wondering. I was going to ask. You if know, anybody first else off, saw Mikey, that. do you know who Daniel Craig is? Oh yeah, yeah, I know okay, who Daniel go Craig ahead. is. What were you going to say, though? I, I, I had seen before the movie that there were cameos. He's the only one that I saw for sure was a cameo. And I looked through the movie and I never saw him. And then when you said that, I was like, but to me, a cameo implies that you're going to actually see no. them. I mean, there's many Stormtrooper cameos. J.J. Abrams has said that that's not him. You know what? I he, don't but know. He, like you said, he lied about Khan. In, uh, Wait, in... Khan was in, uh, in what? Darkness? What? <laughs> uh, I'll say this. I, uh, I, I watched this movie trying to tell. Mikey gets more lost for a yeah. week I, I was trying to tell, is that this, when Star I hear Trek it this one. time, oh. because I was not aware of it the first time that I saw it yeah. about the Daniel Craig thing. So I go, let me see if I can tell from his voice. So he speaks at one point, and uh, you know, Andy and I, we saw with a large group of friends, so I turned to a friend Andy, and, and he goes, yeah, I, I think that's him. The next line he says, I'm telling you, man, I would put money down on it. It 100% sounds exactly like Daniel Craig with a voice like Changer on it. Yeah. Um, so they can tell me that all I want, but until I see something official, because I right. know that there are, they, he's already said, without saying who, who they were, that there are cameos for uh, stormtroopers that they put in like a lot of the cameos were people from like uh hear Kevin rebels Smith and clone wars and stuff where were a lot of stormtroopers too Which makes sense i know he was on set at well least once. wait eric what'd you just say uh i i don't know if it was both series but i, I remember reading that a lot of dave filoni the guy that well, runs the that clone some wars of the voice actors did. from from those shows yeah. were used as stormtroopers uh, that would make sense even without being cameos just the fact that they're voice it's actors. just a, it's just a nice little which the daniel craig one wouldn't in the sense of have any sense with star wars but um he loves doing that kind of stuff like he you know apparently like michael giacchino uh, uh, however you pronounce it, Giacchino or whatever. I believe it's Giacchino. Um, that was, you know, he's used on as his uh, composer on other movies, and he's the composer of Lost and stuff like that. Is apparently a one of the stormtroopers yeah. as well. Like, well, he's credited, so we yeah. have to assume that that one's true. Yeah, the Daniel Craig one, and it, we'll see. But it, it's a rumor that's out there, and I got to say. Listen for it next time. Like, try to listen to it because it sounds a lot like him. I'm not gonna try. But that that funny moment. Watch this movie again, Mikey. When he walks away and he drops his, and I'll drop my blaster. I'm laughing from that. (laughs) I'm not even done recovering laughing. 
that and Kylo Ren comes in and destroys that room. The two stormtroopers yeah, that walk that around moment. the corner great. look at each other and go, that is the funniest part of the movie to me. Uh, you know, the funniest part of the movie to me is uh, when Ray and Finn are trying to discuss who Han Solo is and they ask Chewie and Chewie's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he a war hero? Like, uh, yeah, that was do, my favorite. I do have a question. Yep. When Finn runs into uh, Ray for the first time, she's yep. with uh, BB-8. Yes. BB-8 turns, and it's he's not in storm gear. Uh, he's he wearing Poe Dameron's jacket. Yeah, he sees okay. his master's jacket. Okay. And then now that you're saying that, I do remember that being mentioned in the yep. movie. Yeah. I was just kind of like, that's so... That moment's perfect to me, because Finn, Finn is trying <laughs> like, to be a gentleman and go know. and save her, and then realize, oh, she doesn't need to be saved. And then that turns into, wait a minute, this chick is running after me <laughs> after he just saw her that destroy him. Her face and just the, the way she runs after him, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And then like his reaction to like, uh, run. I want to know how they learn to distinguish what the robots are saying. Yeah, some don't, people can't don't look too far Same way that um, can understand Chewie. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, as far as Ray goes, and that scene where she does the mind trick on the stormtrooper, yeah, how does she know to do that, man? Well, yeah. that's don't really my only issue man. with like she Ray's just knows powers. these things without any kind of training. We don't know that she doesn't have training. It's very possible that she, there could be. She just as he can, Kylo can go Can't into someone's mind. They, they could have wiped her mind. No, like the, we don't there's know. There's not a lot of thing about Jedi her. That would be awful. I'm gonna I'm go on. That. I'm gonna go on the record saying right now. I predict that there's that no way that's gonna happen. But we don't. I'm just saying we don't know. I, I'm not saying I'd like that either. But we also like we see her. She has like a, a rebel uh, doll in the opening scene. Like she's focused on this uh, little doll that she's made, and it's got orange and white jumpsuit on. She's wearing the rebel like hat. She she has this well, fascination like, towards that. Jedi I would too. think like has probably just spread around the galaxy. But if you've never met a Jedi and you don't know anything about Jedi, but you know to that they can do that. Like I don't know how they. How she would know that rumors? I don't know. I'm just saying. I, let's not rule it out. It's very possible that I, she might have something that she doesn't remember. I agree with Eric that nah. there there might be something back there. Well, and it might even be so far back there that she's only subconsciously aware of it. What if? Yeah. Theory. She is one of the children that are in the classes. Yeah, part of the the, the younglings that Kylo right. destroyed. So uh, Luke Skywalker saves her from that, and then brings her there. My only problem with that whole theory, and because Christy had tried to tell me that she thinks that uh, Ray is Luke Skywalker's daughter, but I have this problem with her even knowing who Luke Skywalker is because she says in the movie, like, I thought he was a myth. Which right. if she was in a school with him, yeah, but that's you can't pretty control, hard to swallow. Like in the I can't remember which episode it was because I don't worry, I'll terrible. Know. It's um, <laughs> four, five, or six. Yeah, I believe. Um, there's a sequence where they're using the Jedi mind tricks. Mm-hmm. They tell them to forget about forget about something. And actually, are you I take talking that about back. the famous scene from four with the stormtroopers? Yeah, they tell them to forget, forget they even saw it. What if they couldn't do that? That's probably from actually now that These I'm thinking are not about the it. Droids you're looking for is what she's. That's from the prequels. It's from the prequels. It's not from. There is something I feel like from the prequels, but where they it did almost. With what if 
they used the Jedi mind tricks yeah. to make her forget she's had the training. She was a youngling. Well, that's what I was saying, and Nick was saying you would hate it if, if that was the case. You know what, though, guys? I, there's you know no if it, With good writing, you can make me swallow anything. I'm going to tell you something you from reality, Jared. Forget even needing Jedi mind tricks. You look at reality. There have been kids that have been abducted, abducted at a very young age that do not remember that that, that will grow yeah, up going. This is my family. No, this is my father. Even though they were old enough to speak and talk at the age they were taken. Yeah. When you, uh, brainwashing, just like look at Finn. I mean, brainwashing is a powerful thing. And when you grow up, you start to question the memories that I'm going to throw another wrench in this theory. If Kylo Ren was old enough to destroy their place when he fell. That would put Ray at an age where she, because yeah. her and Kylo He's, Ren are not that far apart. Kylo Ren's right. older, but not uh, true, not that much. Right. Okay, okay, I can see that. Okay, so that does that does debunk that theory mm, in the sense of well, Kylo is not very strong with the Force. Yeah, I don't think so either. So He's I got some neat see, tricks. Okay, but. so I debunked... Well, you helped me debunk my own theory. Um, I think he's strong with the Force. I think he's not very well trained. He can't control it, basically, is what I meant. He's pretty powerful in, I like... I don't think he could... Holding that laser in the beginning is such a cool trick. Holding the laser, holding Ugh. people still, and like delving into their minds, and delving yeah. into their minds, which we've never even really. But seen. could you could you imagine a youngling mm. attacking a class of other younglings? That no, would, because no, they show you that scene. He has well, people with him too. Well, I mean, we this is one of those things we're we're, we're, assuming. we're making assumptions, yeah. but right, yeah, right. I, I think there's too much. Again, yeah. what it is, we'll find out. I'm I'm just throwing out possibles. I'm just saying that I don't think it's one way or another. I think there's too much storytelling wise, and it would make sense storytelling wise. But there's there's too much hinting at the relationship that Ray has to the uh, to Luke. To the lightsaber that even that whether it's you know uh, where she's Luke she's part of that family in some form yeah it, it seems to imply well and what they yeah. did with the original trilogy is George Lucas wrote runs one script they filmed the movie and then he went okay what happened next and then he wrote the next one this is not true with this this trilogy this, one's already this one is not the scripts were not written the bones the storyline from A to B has been written yeah. so they know exactly how episode 9 is going to end so it makes a lot of sense that there's a lot of like little droplings here that you know hopefully will pay off later Nick you brought something up earlier yeah that's what I was going to say here's my uh, theory yep um, I think that both Han Solo and Kylo Ren know who Rey is yeah uh, I say that because Kylo Ren, before he really go, delves into her mind or anything like that, is just mercilessly chasing her. It doesn't really make a whole lot of what, sense. What girl? Yeah, and exactly. Then he does seem to be more attached than makes lo- like logical Like he knows, sense. but he's afraid to admit that this might be that girl. That like he he's knows. afraid of her. Yeah. Like he's remember? afraid that she exists. He's afraid that she's shown up. It just seems like he knows who who she is, and then when um, Han Solo is talking to, and I cannot, I don't know why I cannot remember her name, Maz. Maz, thank you. When and she says, "Who's the girl?" It it cuts out pretty quickly. Yeah, and then Maz 
kind of follows her, and that's when they have the whole lightsaber discussion. So it seems like he may have told her who she actually is. Well, he might have even brought her there for that purpose. Right, yeah, that too. There might have been a little bit of foreshadowing, too, because there is a sequence. Either, I believe it's it's right as they're landing where Maz is. I think you're going to mention the same thing. um, He asks her to be on his crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that to me, he's he's recognizing something in her. If he, even if he doesn't know her, he's recognizing something extremely powerful about her, yeah. or at least worthy. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. they go out of your way to show how how similar the two of them are. Like they they give a lot of possibilities there. You know, one thing speaking on this about Han knowing who she is. Yeah, there's a scene where when they're landing, when they're actually still flying in, she sees the world that Maz is living on for the first time, and she goes, "I didn't even know there was this much green in the whole galaxy." Han Solo's face looks yeah. guilty when you yeah. look at him. He looks bit, he looks say. like like it's part got, of his shock. responsibility. I got shock from it, but. Yeah, like 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 he knows like well, it's because it's I left you boys. somewhere. Why also is the Millennium Falcon so close to where she was? Now it got stolen a few times, but it's very possible that his dealings. You mean the garbage? Yeah, the garbage. <laughs> I love that. That's, yeah, that's a great way to introduce that. In shit. the first showing, that was a huge. Oh, uh, the yes, whole crowd was. was cheering. That oh, one's yeah. garbage. The first time like, you uh, garbage will do. Falcon. The yeah, the first showing we saw where everybody went nuts. Jared's like all elbowing me. I'm yeah. like, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, watch it next time you watch it, Jared. Watch Han's face when she says, "I didn't even know there's this much green in the whole galaxy." Han looks genuinely like he feels bad because he left her like on that. Okay, planet. I have some theories to I help support what you guys are saying. In the Jedi Order, they were taken from their parents so that they would not have the attachment. So it's possibility maybe Kylo Ren did not even know that his father was Han Solo until much later. Uh, also, that would mean maybe Finn is not aware of her parentage as well. You saying you Ray? mean Ray? Ray, yes. Well, Finn yes. is not Finn aware of her. Probably doesn't parentage. know his parentage either. He also didn't yeah. know he's a she. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> However, Ray does know that she was left behind. Yeah, yeah, and she has some memory of that ship flying away and all that. that I tried to look oh, this yeah. time There's to no see if that way. ship was the salvage ship that uh, like uh, was flying away, like yeah. that Han was on. Yeah. It couldn't quite tell. It's, it's, I don't it's, it doesn't it look is. like it, but it looks like a very small ship. Yeah, and that guy um, that he leaves her with, which is that is Simon Pegg's character, yes. Uncle Plot or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, did you know that was Simon Pegg and that that that? There's that guy that gives her the portions in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's Simon Pegg. Yeah, he, he, just, strange? he just seems like the kind of guy that Han would have dealings with. Strangely, like, you know what I mean? Strangely, I can see that though. Yeah, it's a good part for him. Um, yeah, so I, it's one of those things. I think there's too much, and from what we know about storytelling, there's too much implied there that there's going to be some kind of connection. The, yeah. the speculation is, oh, is she Han and Leia's daughter? And if so, why didn't they acknowledge that they had another child? Uh, is it Luke's daughter? I don't know what it is. I huh. think there's basis for both assumptions but i i feel like it's almost cruel to to give us that many foreshad like that much foreshadowing and then not have it pay off yeah is it unexpected from jj abrams yeah <laughs> i mean come on he's got the mystery box <laughs> thing yeah. yeah in true jj style i think we get a, a lot to wonder and theorize about there was no movie. smoke cloud that's true not yeah. yet there was no smoke <laughs> and there was very little lens flare there was. Uh, I actually did notice. There some, was few. Uh, one of the it guys was a I lot worked more with noticeable in 3D. I noticed because it yeah, seemed like it yeah. was not. He asked right. me it. All I want to know is, is there a lens flare? And I go, Yeah, but I don't think it's that there much. So some. this time watching it, I was like looking for it. I was like, Yeah, there's even there's kind in of the bit. the prequels. 
There is. There some is the some, and but. I like that. The one instance I do remember seeing was several lens flares at once in one shot. It doesn't bother me. I've never been the guy that, like, I get the joke of it. I like it. If you hire a a director to do your movie, you have to expect his trademark's going to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it took away from anything, and I don't... I think it was... It's a non-issue to me. Right. Um, Eric, you had a few more issues that you wanted to talk about. Um, These are more plot issues than the other ones. I have one myself, so go ahead. Um... One that really bugs me. We've talked about one, uh, which is the 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 fact that very conveniently R two D two wakes up. You know, okay, I, that's look, one. I'm gonna put a pin in that one because I agree. There's possibilities. But I'm for hoping why. That, that, yeah. that that's a setup for later on. But it if does. He just right wakes now, up out of no, and there's seems never an explanation. Convenient. I would. I will. Hundred percent agree. Better not be saying with the something hope, bad about R2. <laughs> yeah. With the hope that there is a further explanation for that. Mikey, did that strike you as strange? Uh, no, I don't. Were you just happy the movie was over at that point? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mikey's <laughs> just sitting over there, just hanging out. I'm just taking it all in. Guys He's sitting over there shaking than his I thought head. You were. Wait, <laughs> oh, except for Jane. Not Mikey knew I was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know this movie can't live up to some of your favorites. I know. Uh, I mean, like it's, no Texas Chainsaw. Nah. Nah, it's no <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> the original, the original <laughs> Evil Dead. That's what remakes and all the stuff that you guys are going through right now is doing all the mind. You're I have so to actually prejudiced say. against sequels. And that's I'm just because you're a horror sequels. fan. But not all sequels are terrible. I like sequels. Case in point, The Force Awakens knocked it out of the ballpark, man. The Devil's Rejects. Love that movie. That's not a sequel. That is a successor. Eric, you were saying. It's a sequel. I'm trying to also rack my brain. I feel like there was one other thing. No, no, I I do remember one other thing. Go ahead. This one legitimately bugs me. (laughs) Okay. Kylo Ren. You have that scene where when they land on the, on the, the Starkiller base... He immediately turns and he goes, Han Solo. He knows Han Solo's presence immediately. Yes. Guess what? When he lands by Maz's place, he doesn't go, oh, Han Solo's here. Han just watches as he, like, cares. Like, there's no recognition on from, Fair enough. from Kylo that Han is there. I mean, you if you if and I'm going to give a reason to play it off. The only thing that I've been able to justify in my mind is to go, Kylo is so untrained that He's there's moments where he can do great things and there's moments where he's distracted or or doesn't you know sense them. But it's so instantaneous when Han lands on Starkiller base that Did, it bugs me that they don't have any recognition. Didn't he know that Hanzolo was with Ray at that point? There's nothing that well, shows uh, that he knows the, uh, Han is there. No, I mean like wasn't it reported to them that she was with Hanzolo? He so didn't he expect him to be there? Yeah, I think it was more of a. I, I just assumed it was more of a thing of like he yeah, didn't Eric. expect him. Yeah, man, he does. He man, he doesn't uh, show. Move, any. Moving on, this is not an issue. What? I mean, like <laughs> everybody's <laughs> just off. Basically, what I'm saying is he's flying to a planet where he knows Han Solo is. He's not gonna be like Han Solo. Yeah. Like, of course, Han Solo. He actively, How did you not put he that together? Actively wants to find and and try to kill Han Solo too, and it's just like. Is he going to leave that Actually, moment? Does he? he I don't know. He no, no, he does oh, on Starkiller Base. He wants to kill Han Solo. Yeah. Oh, you're darn right. He does. He wants to do it to prove that. But he crazy walks giant. out onto that bridge here. He walks Maybe into giant. that room knowing huh? he's following his sense of where Han is. I'm pretty sure when but he Han walks Solo out onto that walks bridge, to him. Yeah, but I'm. But I get the feeling of when he walks out on that bridge, he, he knows that he's he's baiting Han out there. Can, I feel like he already knows. Did he have to go out on that bridge? That you could tell. You don't know what's on the. There was a huge bridge. 
Well, maybe so. I don't see this one with as a no problem. rails. That was not very safe. No, I mean, it, anybody could have fallen off that thing at I any having, point. In time. I was having a panic attack looking at this thing. I don't. The, the Empire slash uh, uh, First Order has never been good about like safety precautions. <laughs> but as far yeah. as what you're saying, they're in the when they get back to the cantina, two different people I love report that, we're calling it a cantina. that yeah one to the that, resistance, one to the New Order. That they're yeah. there. So then the New Order shows up, and then. Dun, 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 here comes the resistance. So, yeah. you know, they knew that they were there. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to believe that, like, he's so laser focused on that one thing, too, of, like, you know how long I've waited for this day. And He strikes me as, like, ADD. Yeah. Like, he's He's got squirrel syndrome or something. Because he's know. very, he... Well, he just, he seems like a pitiful boy. Yeah. yeah. I love that though. That Just makes me excited kid. for that character. Yeah, yeah. We're excited for a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really a excited about it. But a bad guy that comes from two of our biggest heroes that we've right, had, right. you know, yeah. like in our and well, so the fact well, that he's Anakin a solo. Didn't start out well, our biggest heroes came from our biggest bad guys. So That's why true. not? Yeah, it keeps keeps going round and round. Yeah. The cycle. Uh, Eric, what else did you have? You know, um, I, I I feel like there was one that I didn't bring up that was a big issue for me, but right now it slipped in my mind. Okay, um, I have one. I th- the end battle is really awesome, and I love the visuals of the Tie Fighters and the X Wings going at it at Star Killer Base. But I will say this: there's not much tension in that that no. battle sequence. It looks really cool, but you put that up against like. The uh, Death Star attack from Episode Four, right. or heck, the Death Star attack from Episode Six. There is n- almost—I mean, maybe you guys can disagree. It didn't with focus me. in on it as much. It in this seemed one. very inconsequential. I knew, like, I knew that whatever they were doing was important, but what was going on on the ground with our heroes was much more important. And it doesn't help that basically up there with the X-wing people. The only person we know is Poe Dameron, and he is the most—he's the least fleshed out of the new characters. That's true. So yeah. essentially, you just kind of have a bunch of non-extras fighting a bunch of faceless Tie Fighters. Yeah. So to me, like, what would have helped that scene is if we had some people in, or a better explanation of exactly what they I were mean, supposed to be. You look doing. at the trench run in the first one; you have Vader chasing Luke. Yep. Like, it, well, there, and you also. There the is a, stakes are so much higher. They're higher, and also you have a much better understanding of what their mission is before they go out. I like I remember I've seen the movie three times. I'm still not quite sure what those X wing pilots are supposed to be doing. I know they were supposed, supposed to wait to for the stuff, shield man. to fight. That's to all they're go down. Yeah, there's they just didn't not even, a clear. They didn't goal. even take enough time to go. I, by I the way, Finn, what, how do oh. you know this stuff? What? Well, how are you going to take the shields down? They just go. All right, he's going to take the shields down. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. You know. Well, and of course, you know they don't have time. Time to is running. Out. Well, that's yeah. the other thing. I think the part of the thing was the plan was really slapped together because they're trying to keep this thing from just completely destroying and ending it all right there. Yeah. Um. So I do have one other gripe with the film. And that is, guys, there's a scene in this movie where an entire galaxy is destroyed. And everybody's just kind of like... People just move on real quick. I mean, that is an atrocity on... When they destroy the Republic. All yeah. the it wasn't a big deal Republic. until the Hosnian it was their system, system well, that ended up coming... No, and it's not even a big deal. It's just like, oh, they might blow us up. I know that there's been a lot of jokes about how Carrie, um, uh, Leia's character doesn't really... 
have that much of a fallout from her home planet, Alderaan, being blown up. But it is still felt in the movie, like, what an awful thing that that planet blowing up. It's almost a non-issue in the film that, I, guys, all these lives are oh wiped out. Oh my right. goodness, what an atrocity. At least have, I mean, they used it for. Was that? That was like, I think we see personally four. I don't know if there's more. I think it was like five, five or six. And it, they look like heavily populated yeah. places. Because, I mean, and they were large enough that you could see them from the ground of other planets yep. exploding. They they used this moment for the Han thing. So that, that I get why they didn't use it twice. But I, I almost would have rather had that moment you have where. Like, whenever something happens in, like, in the prequels and you see Yoda, like, get, you know, sullen and upset because he knows there's a great yeah, disturbance the in the force. So, like, that moment whenever that galaxy is destroyed, that's, like, the moment almost where I want Leia to, like, show her, her uh, like, a yeah, tomb that, that she has to her well, in the Well, Car- it doesn't seem to affect anybody afterwards. Yeah. And if you... Following along those lines, Leia knew exactly when Han died. Yeah. And. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to care when a whole right. galaxy full of people is gone. And she just she just sank. She knew. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would really like to see the story that went from A to B. Yeah. You know, I want to mm-hmm. see how they went from being in love to. Oh, don't worry. Well, not as far as Star in Wars depth will, details. But. Star Wars has more than enough ideas on how to take your money. That will you will get all those answers. Well, because it I will also you. explain more about Kylo, yep. and it'll explain more, hopefully, more about Rey. Yeah, I would have to depending on where yes, her story will be goes. Coming. Yeah. All right, boys. Yeah. How great was it? Two positives again, by the way. Sure. With the, you take a one thing you're gonna do when they say writing too is like writing when someone writes a book or writes a movie or whatever you they go oh well that was unoriginal well there are very few original ideas this thing so if you're gonna do it put a new spin on it and make it nice so aside from just making Star Killer Base oh it's bigger when that thing blew up and became a star. I'm telling you, man, I got a visceral, visceral reaction yeah, in my gut, like cool. how awesome it that was, because I didn't think about it. Sure. When it blew up. Well, how it, ironic, it though. Sun. Right. It, yeah. it was harnessing the power of the sun, and then as it's blowing up and, you know, imploding, But if you're going to take that, that moment... are unreal yes. how good they are. If you're going to take that moment and reuse it, By make the way, it, that was not CG, Mikey. <laughs> they actually they literally did that. Yeah. What? They made a sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I thought like to me I'm like if you're gonna take something and go oh they for a moment you go oh here we go another blowing up whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait a second yeah never mind that was awesome uh, I love it um, the other thing I want to say is there's been a lot of people out there complaining very much about how do you have this untrained uh, person you know th- this untrained Jedi that doesn't know she's a Jedi until the thing. She picks up a lightsaber for the first time, and she defeats, whether he's masterful or not, a trained, uh, you know, force user, if you want to say Sith or not, in Kylo Ren. He now, was shot. one thing, yes, he's he's shot. Oh, and I think it would be... Yeah. Guys, that part where he starts beating, beating the world. Yeah, like that is some strange. Well, it's stuff. like he's yeah, putting he adrenaline like, back in his, like, he's pumping. I, was, I wasn't it sure is. what he was I doing, saw, but was it's like, weird. Man, I... I I remember looking over at my husband and going, what a psycho. Well, yeah. I looked at it as like, he's, because every, everyone else you see get shot with a bowcaster goes flying. Yeah. He gets shot, 
and he's still like, I mean, he's hurt, yeah. but he's still moving around. He's not a hundred percent, but he when he's beating that wound, to me, oh, it's stuff it's him creepy. keeping himself from going into shock. He's like pumping adrenaline back into him of like I, I still. I'm sure that something's going to get explained no, no, about no. That's, it. That's him having another temper tantrum. He's punishing himself for getting shot. I don't know. Oh, I love the, the visually. I, though. Everything's a good theory as far as I'm concerned with that because yeah. it's one of the more like just. I, I, get, I don't know if creepy is the right word, but when he did it, yeah. like Disturbing. on a human level, I was yeah. like, wait, what is going yeah. on here? Because yeah, he's doing it, something that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, well, it's 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 behavior you would see on somebody that is not quite all there. Yeah. yeah. Right. And well, obviously, we can see he's not all there by watching the. Consumed the by the dark side, he is. Oh, gosh. So, I'm going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, producer Nick. So, so do the people that have issues with the fact that uh, that Ray defeats uh, Kylo in that yep. scene, in that moment, you know what? I'm telling you, it's foreshadowed because that scene where, where we first see her and Finn come into contact she has a even though she's holding it farther up in two different places she she, she has staff. a long staff yep. that you see her she is very skilled at the beginning of that movie regardless mm-hmm. of how she was trained with it with that staff no, mm-hmm. yeah. do you know how good of shape that chick is in too yeah. like uh, the how she's um in that star destroyer and hanging repelling on and down repelling and, down and, and, and she's a pilot and yeah. she's a scavenger yeah yeah and she's I'm used just, to living in one of the harshest conditions yeah. and surviving in some of the harshest conditions this is not a person that has never picked up any kind of melee weapon okay regardless of how she learned it if she learned it just to defend herself from other scavengers i don't care they show you her skill where she's flipping the guy's legs and she's beating them up with the stick to, when you go, oh, you know, she is not just some random person. Plus, she's strong with the force. You know, I get it. So say what you want, but you have an injured, you have an injured Kylo Ren, who's already questioning his own. He's already, for one, he's emotionally erect because he just killed his father, and he's trying to accept that reality of what he just did. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, you see that she is already skilled in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. So to the people that say that it doesn't make sense, I'm telling you, it does. Like, I agree. You know, I don't know. I I think that there's a it, it lot makes of positives. Sense. I'm to this okay movie. with it, but I think that we have some further explanation yeah. coming. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, I think I'm about done, guys. I, I there yeah. obviously I can go on, but there you know, at some point this podcast <laughs> yeah, has to end. Oh, Mikey done, doesn't want. I was to done about an hour and fifty five minutes ago. <laughs> Hi, Mikey. So, uh, <laughs> what's up? Mikey's here. The only uh, pause I had after the teaser trailer are the trailer if you go back on the podcast and listen to it was i wasn't so sure about bb8 i can now say uh bb8 is pretty awesome bb8 oh, is yeah, was awesome yeah bb8 is the r2d2 of this uh, and i love series. me some r2d2 he, would you say he passes the torch onto uh, bb8 <laughs> i wouldn't bb8 Mikey. come on even your black withered heart has to like bb8 he's What's a robot a that purrs, it's the, the rollerball droid no Oh, you know Soccerbot? <laughs> what the heck is wrong with Not you? Not in the slightest. <laughs> Are you kidding uh, me? Worst character ever. You didn't even what? know who he was a second okay, ago. Okay, Mikey's well, no, getting no, grumpy. No, we better let him have his bedtime. <laughs> so... Yeah, but BB-8, yep, I definitely noticed that he was on a rollerball and not very, uh... Fun. Okay. I love that oh, that was the, the original right. concept idea for R two D two too, oh, and they couldn't it? they couldn't pull it off. Cool. Yeah, Ralph McQuarrie, uh, his original concept for R two D two was like a ball, and oh, okay. uh, they, they couldn't told pull him, it like, off yeah, practically. We can't do that. Um, 
So, I think we can sign off. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts? Anybody but Eric, because it keeps turning into really big discussions. <laughs> <laughs> Jared loves it. It's okay. No, no it's all good. All right. So, Christy, I want you to sign us off here. What? I want you to sign us off. How? Uh, <laughs> tell everybody thanks for listening and come back next week. Thanks for listening to this awesome episode edition of Star Wars. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.